So Netflix has updated their corporate culture memo with an anti-censorship an anti-censorship <laughs> section. I got it. Strong start. Got it, everybody. Strong start. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And uh, they basically said, if you are woke and you don't like what we're buying, you can go pound sand. They didn't say it like that. They were like, maybe this isn't the right place for you. I love it. Uh, you know what the problem is? They're losing subscribers. Mm-hmm. Their stock is tanking because nobody wants to deal with the stupidity of politics. Like, let me watch a movie, yo. But you also got to understand when they say they're going to keep running these movies – and they don't, they're not going to tolerate censorship. You know, they're also talking about cuties, right? It's not just yeah. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the employees at Netflix and these leftists were defending cuties. So when they say maybe you should quit, they're not talking about that. They're talking about Dave Chappelle. So good, good. It's a, it's a, a, a positive change in the culture war. We got a crazy story with Elon Musk. I, I am going to give you my theory. Elon Musk knew there was fraud at Twitter and he's playing a game to force them to be exposed. Mm-hmm. I think Twitter manipulated the numbers. We, we know for a fact Twitter's published false user numbers on more than one occasion. I think Elon Musk knew that. And I think by doing this deal, it's forcing them to expose how they're manipulating the public. I don't know if he'll actually end up buying the company, but it, either way, it looks like something crazy about to happen. So we'll get into all of that. Joining us tonight in this wonderful Friday is Julia Song. You want to grab your mic? You want to introduce yourself? Hello, they found me outside and <laughs> we did. they brought me in. That's correct. Um, hi everyone. This is Julia. Um, so yeah. What do you do? That's it. That's it? Yeah. You don't do anything. Much. Uh, so, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitter at RealJuliaSong, but basically I write, I do a lot of commentary on politics based on my experience doing some activism in Brazil and how the you know, the socialist takeover, using some of my experience. My mother was an attorney for the opposition party, so we had a lot of, we suffered a lot of political persecution. Things went downhill, and I decided to fight back. I moved here to the U.S. thinking it's done, but it's not because everything is being played out just the same. Mm-hmm. So here I am sharing my wisdom and my knowledge and my wonderful looks well all right <laughs> thank you very much yeah. yeah thank you for stopping uh, by unfortunately we also have Seamus. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, i mean no. i'm sorry if it, it yeah, <laughs> balances it out i suppose yeah. uh so with netflix here by the way i think they could stand to lose a few employees with uh, how their stock is doing so maybe this is that and again they're I just like you. me to fire people yeah. just yeah. to somehow <laughs> and with the whole i mean i i, I can't i mean Netflix is never going to be a company we can look upon positively after cuties. It's, it's sick. And Big Mouth? Come on. Yeah. Um, but I am Seamus Coughlin. I run a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We just uploaded a cartoon Ooh. this past Thursday called Bro v. Wade. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Go over there. Check it out. Hit the notification bell. We're going to be releasing a couple videos next week about uh, about this Roe v. Wade being overturned. And I think you'll, think you'll enjoy those as well. Uh, Ian Crossland, everybody. What's going on? Good to see you. Happy Friday. Let's get rolling. Yes, it is Friday the 13th. I'm very excited. It's a silly little date. Kind of dumb. And I wanted to say, too, that Netflix has horrible cartoons. Seamus has great cartoons. We have your competition. Thank you. Here we go. Yeah, there you go. I I don't know if this is true, but I heard there's going to be a blood moon lunar eclipse tonight. Of course there is. Is there? I don't know. I'm going to look that up. I'm curious Yeah, look look that up. But don't forget to head over to TimCast.com. Become a member and support us directly. You will be keeping our journalists employed. And you will also get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast. Check that stuff out. And don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. And uh, let's get into this first story from TimCast.com. 
Netflix adds anti-censorship section to corporate culture memo. Quote, if you'd find it hard to support our content breadth, Netflix may not be the best place for you. The streaming service has advised employees. And that's, and that's really it. That's the, that's the big smack in the face. The document, it's their culture, it's their uh, corporate culture memo or whatever guidelines was originally a 125 slide presentation created by co-founder Reed Hastings uh, to regulate the company without a traditional corporate structure. Now it's called Netflix culture seeking excellence. And they're basically saying they've added an anti-censorship portion to it. And everybody basically assumes it's about Dave Chappelle. Netflix dumps a ton of money on one of the most prominent, if not the mo- the greatest comedian of all time, or at least he's the goat, right? They're going to make a lot of money on this and their own employees hurt their business. But you know what else they did? If you watch the Dave Chappelle special, I forgot which one was called, not the closer. It was the one before this where he makes the uh, six and stones. I think it was six and stones yeah. where he has this, he has that funny bit where he's like, ladies, if you can kill it, I can at least abandon it oh and my, he, yeah. stuff like that. So he also, you know, imitated a Chinese person and a very offensive stereotype. He went, he went for it. The closer was basically him clearly, you know, ruffled up. He was basically defending himself the whole time. Like, why are people yelling at me? So Netflix was like, wow, that was not that good. They cost us money. If you don't like it, get out. I feel like at at the corporation, there should be something in their contracts where if you speak out against the company, I don't know if every corporation knows this, but that that you have there's a recourse that you can be fired with no no bailout package or anything. Uh, if they don't have that, they, maybe they should consider putting that into their contracts for their employees. And secondly, Jeremy Hamby, the quartering, said this earlier today. He's reporting on this as well that they're about to do a mass layoff. I mean, they just lost massive amounts of money. They're about to lay people off. So if they can get them to quit, they don't have to pay them unemployment. You know, what story I really love is when uh, there's a company I used to work for that. Uh, I left and a bunch of employees I knew there were like, we're going to unionize. And I said, you realize that company doesn't make any money, right? Like it's, it's all investment. There's no profit. So if you're getting paid off of someone else's money and you're not making any money for them, and then you go to the boss and say, I want more money. He's going to be like, eh, get out. You're fired. There's no negotiating when you don't make any money. And they didn't believe me. They were like, no, we're going to get raises and benefits. And I was like, dude, you need to go right now and tell them. You don't want to be a part of that. You love your job and you'll look for any opportunity within any of the sister networks. And then sure enough, what ends up happening is they all come and say, we want to unionize. And they were like, everyone's fired. 300 I... people just gone. I, I Look, I'm, my attitude for uh, uh, for most people is like, feel, unionize if you want to. You know, back, back then I was just like, but just keep in mind what your negotiating power is. Hmm. So when yeah. you have when you have Netflix, here's why I bring this up. These employees stomp their feet stage walkouts, protest the company they work at. What do you think is going to happen when it comes time for layoffs? Like the growth is not infinite. There will come a time when Netflix is hurting. Netflix is hurting. And they're going to be like, okay, we got to lay off 10% of the, of the company. Who should we start with? Um, how about all of the people that were complaining, causing us bad press and weren't doing their jobs? Yeah, so this is a classic okay. case of uh, the squeaky wheel getting the grease for sure. And in this instance, it's not something positive. This is where you're like trying to figure out, all right, who needs to go, who needs to go, who needs to go. Oh, right. You you were complaining about this guy who was going to make us a ton of money. You can get out. Don't want you anymore. Very much a case of flying too close to the sun, feeling very entitled to everything that Netflix has to offer. And like they have to bow to you. They don't, turns out, which I think is great. Yeah, no, I, that's a good point. I obviously... 
think collective bargaining can be a great thing, but people have to consider the value that they're bringing to the table as well as how profitable the company they're working for actually is. Because oftentimes it does happen that a business will run without making anything and the company's completely sponsored by other people's money or by loans. And so they really can't afford to give people more. Sometimes it also happens to be the case that profit margins for certain industries are just razor thin. And what you actually have to do to make more than that is pick a different industry. Yeah. And I'm I'm a little bit concerned that these people are going to go to other industries and bring the same horrible mindset and that these industries are going to kowtow to them just like they have in the past. Well, it's a little bit concerning, but who knows? You know what's going to happen is Netflix is going to write um, amazing recommendations for all of these employees they want to get rid of. Please. And it's going to be like, they were so good. But you know, with the downsizing, it's unfortunate. I wish we didn't have to let them go. Mm-hmm. And then some other company is going to be like, well, it looks like everybody really liked you. You're hired. <laughs> oh, suckers. Recommendations are such a tricky thing, right? Because land Landlords will also recommend people that they just want to get rid of yeah. to other landlords. Yeah, they're great. No, they pay their rent on time. They're never yeah. loud. They don't make a mess of the place. <laughs> That's a good point. I had to give a recommendation one time and I was like, I'm going to tell the truth about this person. They should not hire this MF. This person was not good. And I don't know if that person got the job or not, but I was like, you need to know what you're getting into. You did the right thing. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, it's your. I think it's your responsibility as a business owner to be honest about your employee's behavior. It's just such a case of social justice for them to just be like, oh, we're going to say super nice things about them. Mm -hmm. So wherever they end up working, that person's going to be blindsided But by freaking activism. It's not helpful to any workplace. Well, yeah. Get well, go broke. Yeah. Also, and and again, I mean, whenever you're dishonest, it's going to cause problems. And if you're dishonest about something like that, you're actually doing the person more harm than good. Because if you're being dishonest with the people who you're sending them to, there's a higher probability that you were also being dishonest with them mm-hmm. when you were expressing potential problems or failing to. And so you've deprived them of an opportunity to grow. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. This, is, this is obviously mostly about Dave Chappelle. Yeah. But I also just, you know, warn people. Cuties had a big backlash, too. And if Netflix is really saying, oh, we're not going to get rid of this, we're going to artistic expression is so important. Yeah, that's what that's what they were claiming about cuties, where they were to produce the movie. They actually trained little girls to do sexual Mm. dancing. It's like you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. And they also have Big Mouth, which is just the weirdest show. I don't understand that show. Can somebody who's seen it explain it to me? Like, what's the draw? I don't want to say it. You it's, just don't want to say well, it? Like, okay, it's about children version. having sex. There you go. Yeah, it's like, it's, but it's like 12-year-olds experiencing puberty, and, but it's like overly sexualized. There's a demon that sits on the kid's shoulder that's like a sex demon. I've only no seen way. it once. That's real? The, yeah. It's yeah. really disturbing. Disgusting. And there's, and there's yeah. overt sex, and, like sexual acts uh, in it. with little kids. How is like that allowed? High school kids. Seriously. I mean, South Park, South Park had a few jokes like that in its run. Like a handful. But this is a show just based about that. Like, that's all it is. But, you know, I, I guess the one thing is South Park never, sh- like, South Park has done some really over the over the line jokes. Of course. But this show, I remember uh, I was hanging out with some dudes, you know, at some party. And they had Netflix on and the show was on. And then I'm like, what is this? And then I'm watching it. I don't even want to say, I, I don't even think for a family friendly show I can explain what right. they showed. Like, I can't say it. Well, I just, I, it, 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 there was materials that were shown from a male, like on a child. And I'm just like, I, 
That's I don't, I don't know why you guys are watching this. What is this? That's like not even edgy. That's just full on perversion. Jail. It's disgusting. Jail. Right jail. to jail. Yeah. I, that's why I'm like, Netflix, censor that one. And yeah. I, I, I don't always <laughs> agree with you, Tim, but it's one of those shows, man, when Ooh. I walked into the room, my friend was watching it and I was like, this is ri- ridiculous. <laughs> why? And I walked out. I wouldn't let myself be near it while it was yeah. on. It was so I, disturbing. I'd be willing to bet that if we showed on the, on, on this show a clip from Big Mouth, we get taken up. We get taken down. So this strikes me as gender queer. The show because mm. you can't read that in front of a school board meeting, and they're like, "Oh, please shut up. We have kids at home watching this." So if you were to show this on, you know, YouTube, they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you cannot show that." Well, there it's was, on Netflix. There was one controversy where YouTube Netflix uploaded a clip from the show that shows two prepubescent girls fully nude, what walking what? through a bathhouse with a bunch of other naked women that are all singing and dancing about what? being naked. Uh. And what what they argued was, no, 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 it's good because it's body positivity. It's like to teach little girls to like their bodies. And I was just like, I, d- I don't know if you need to actually show all of this, you know, to to, to give someone a message about it. Well, it seems like an excuse. It's, I know? mean, you want to teach little kids about their bodies. That's the parents' job. You, you put mm-hmm. a TV show with little girls parading around, 47-year-old men are going to be watching it too. That's yeah, that point. pisses me off. I feel like with Netflix, though – they get so much flack from everybody. Like they get flack from everything that they do. They're getting flack. So they're telling the employees, like, if you guys say anything is going to add because they lost so much money with their, their stock value and all of that. So it's like, don't come out. Don't even with the Twitter stuff. It's like the, the, the inflated numbers. I feel like they're trying to keep people from doing. Uh, whistleblowing or doing anything that could potentially have an impact because they're so sensitive to bad press right now. Mm. And I, I think it's just uh, a weak move, I guess. Yeah. The, the free speech argument is there like, Oh, these employees should be able to say whatever they want about their parent company. And you know what they are legally they are, but the company has the right to fire them. And if you don't like where you're working and you want to complain about that company publicly, then you probably shouldn't be working there. Well, yeah, I mean, also, it's one of these things where you can have conversations with people who are above you in the company or or voice your criticisms within. It is sort of a strange thing to go outside of the organization and and start trashing it. At that point, it's like, why are you working there? Why do you work for these people you think are horrible? Are you doing something to try to change it on the inside? And if that's not working, again, why are you still there? I feel like, uh, to me, that raises all kinds of red flags. Like, if you're telling outside people that you hate the company what are you doing during your company hours Mm -hmm. that could potentially like are you taking away stealing information are you not doing your job like you're supposed to are you eating up your hours like that's to me to me i feel well a lot of the contracts that you sign to companies as well they're like you have to go through um our public relations uh office you can't if the media reaches out to you you can't talk to them right the social media policy so I mean, it makes sense. Um, I just, it's sort of like something that I guess people never thought the companies would actually follow through. But yeah. I guess Netflix is like, you know. I'm, honestly, I'm glad that they are because people have gotten so unprofessional. I don't care where I worked. I worked for a lot of different places and I had a lot of horrible work experiences. Never complained about the company that I work for, nor should you. Let's ju- let's jump over to uh, Wokeness and Media. We have this uh, tweet from Nathan Grayson over the Washington Post who says he is a video game reporter. I suppose that means that he will provide us information reporting on video games. Oh. However, he tweeted and I, and before I before I get into it, Nathan, buddy, you made it. Congratulations. Here's what you were hoping for. You are now getting talked about. He says 
Shannon Liao and I reached out to over 20 major video game companies about whether they intend to speak up in favor of reproductive rights or provide monetary aid to employees. Just a few said yes. Most said nothing at all. This is literally the Wendy's meme. This, this is, is a Wendy's, it's, it's a yeah. Wendy's yeah. sir. Yeah. It's like this, it, 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 bro, I, I just, I would love to see this guy like pull up to a Wendy's and they're like, welcome to Wendy's and I thank your order. Do you support reproductive <laughs> rights? Sir, this is a Wendy's. I'll take that as a no. Can you write it down? They're yeah. not that far from that point. Like, we, <laughs> we are gonna the see, meme. we're gonna see articles from journalists like, I went to the Wendy's on 2nd Street and they would not give a strong stance in favor of reproductive rights. We should legit do this. <laughs> That's a good skit. Let's go to Wendy's just for the purpose of being like, do you support women's reproductive rights? And the guy's gonna be like, I'm 16 yeah, and like I just make cheeseburgers. Yeah. He's like, excuse, excuse me, how does Super Mario feel about Roe v. Wade? being overturned he actually includes <laughs> that comment in there so he has this big twitter thread oh my and, it, and it's and it's fascinating too let, let me say something on the culture wars this guy likes the fact that we're talking about it of he doesn't course. care about us he doesn't care that he's not reporting this is the future of what these media companies will be the washington post has become kotaku this you know just just gamer gate leftist mm-hmm. woke media and it works for them and they're going to get the people who care about it, the people who don't like right-wingers or whatever. And so he doesn't care what we say about him. Like, do you think I care when they write about me or whatever? I ignore all of it. I don't care. Like, People are chatting and smack-talking me. And I'm like, I don't know. I can only read so much. This guy doesn't care. He's getting attention. It's working for him. And this is what the culture war has become. So he goes on to mention that Bungie says they're for it, blah, blah, blah. And then he starts talking about... People are suddenly losing their minds over this piece. So let me spell out the rationale behind it. Game companies were extremely vocal following George Floyd's murder. COVID-born anti-Asian hate. Silence here is telling. It suggests broader disingenuousness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, got, I like started laughing while I was drinking. What a ridiculous thing. Like, is it, firstly, to want these companies to comment on it in the first place. But, but secondary, like, does he think that these companies just became right wing? Yes. They, they started becoming conservative. Like, well, look, this is one where we really are more conservative. He, he, he quote tweeted Ben Shapiro, who said, in which activists masquerading as journalists call up companies and ask why Taylor Swift's silence is so deafening. <laughs> he says, LOL. LOL. Yeah, That's, he likes impressed. it. Yeah. He says, if Fox decides to do a segment on me, my one request is that they use this picture. That's and this fair. is the point. This guy's not a reporter. He is an activist. His reporting makes literally no sense. I mean, it's the Wendy's meme. Am I gonna, am I gonna say, well, Wendy's once had an LGBTQ Twitter icon. They have not said anything about abortion. It's deafening. Like when they, they, everybody, all the companies were putting their, uh, profile pictures black for like after George Floyd. And then if a company wouldn't do that, everybody lost their minds. But I feel like it's the same thing as, as Taylor Lorenz is, is bad, uh, sort of like bad intention disguised as, as journalism where she was like, oh, uh, the reason why I had to expose the lips of TikTok girl is because she could have been a Russian asset. Okay, well, you found out she wasn't a Russian asset and you still exposed her. So it's like, oh, uh, the reason why I'm doing this with the video games is because they did that. And so they're always going to find an excuse to their bad journalism or activism or whatever, but it's like... Shut up already. <laughs> I mean, well, can if we you, be sure it, Sonic the Hedgehog isn't a Russian I mean, asset? Yeah, you can't be question. sure. Yeah. So if you yeah. look just to the right on Twitter, oh, no. you have gaming trending. Blizzard announces King's Diversity Space Tool, oh, yeah. a measurement device to help identify how diverse a set of character traits are, which is planned to be released internally starting the summer. Here's what's going to happen. Oh, gosh. It is meme come to life. <laughs> the next AAA game that comes out 
every character is going to be a trans disabled no furry mm-hmm. please no no yeah, yeah what's uh, gonna happen i noticed Sorry. that a person few of color new, new games where they uh <laughs> where they where instead of when you pick your gender instead of man or woman now you can pick like oh type God. one type two other things in Elden that. Ring it says per, like type A type B or something like type one type two like you're choosing yeah. your character's form of diabetes <laughs> no no I, I thought this was funny I called them sexist I tweeted about it. I was like you know Elden Ring is sexist because the female body type is number two <gasps> what it should have yeah. been type one and type A That's yeah, right. seriously female I mean it's called male or female woman. You have man or woman. Like, why that do they get the secondary? Why do they have to add on extra Patriot letters to describe it? That reminds me of that uh, J.K. Rowling um, stuff where she was always like, nobody asked her anything, and she was like, Dumbledore was gay. Dumbledore <laughs> <laughs> was gay, yeah. Like, that's that meme. So, why? Um, why do I care that if Sonic is having something with Tails, like, stop it. I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to think about it. So, Ian. I will give you a, uh, a linguistic lesson. Thank you. Woman comes from Withman, mm. the original, uh, I think it's Old English, I'm not sure. And it used to be males were Wormen. And so there were two distinct words, Wormen and Withman. And then due to, I think what they said was the, the, the work role being masculine, men just started saying men instead of Wormen because if they would say man in reference to a human being in general, but only men were around, men just eventually became the default for male or whatever. The other night I was thinking, I think the word woman needs a new word because it, 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 it may have come. Birth, birthing person. No, yeah, something we have one. Yeah. simple, Leader. one yeah. syllable, like Leader. man. There like, you go. Something that, can, something that can <laughs> compete with man that isn't like an extra aberration of the word man, like blah man, you know, just like a new word that sounds cool. Sounds metal. You know what's crazy? Flib. Flib? Yeah, you're on. You're you're thinking in the right space. The, this, I see it everywhere. Like, um, so I'm originally from Brazil. I lived there for 20 years of my life. So whenever people say, uh, Latinx, (laughs) it, 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 like, it, it hurts me a little bit. I get, I get the, I get the eye twitch because in, in, uh, Latin languages, the male version is also the, I guess, unisex version of a word. So whenever you're referring to somebody that you don't necessarily know their gender, um, you would yeah. use the male form. So it, 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 it hurts me. It, it hurts <laughs> yeah. me. I'm sorry. Well, I, I understand that as a flip, you may be more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah, might, might upset you. <laughs> well, and this is, it's not, is it like what? Did the, did the left go into the Latino community and ask, do you guys want a new name? No, they just decided to name them because they think they have ownership over the entire group of people because that's what renaming someone or something means. It this, means you own them. Th- and they see them as political pawns, not as human beings. And they're political pawns who belong to them in their estimation. So that's why they get to decide what they're called. This is that's why, why everyone has to resist the term mm-hmm. this is why i said uh like a year, a year ago that the gender neutral uh pronoun for everyone is florbo i like that yeah it's Flip soft Florbo. it reminds oh, me nice. of flubber with that robin williams yeah. you know it was, it was fun childhood movie. memories nobody can complain about that no, there's right? an o at the end it's too masculine it's just it's florb. Florb. Yeah. florb it's too masculine florbix florba florbax yeah florbax it's uh i was looking up non-binary in spanish and it's no binaria and no binario yeah so there's a binary way to say non-binary of course i like that it's insane i wish they would stop that but they don't so it's like we already have a word for that we already have a way of saying it why why don't you just ask us instead of pushing that like who came up with this well they they did they they conducted studies and they asked people they're like do you like the term latinx 
Latinx Wimixin. or whatever. Well, you should ask women what they think of the word Wimixin because everyone hates it. No one's going to use what? it. Nobody asked me any any of exactly. that. Like, there's this, uh, polls and stuff like that. Everybody's like, oh, somebody. nobody asked me. Nobody ever called me and asked me. Do you do you want this? Do you like it's I've never been asked about a poll. Mm-hmm. Listen, you you need to understand that the um being a morbidly obese millennial woman with pink hair and the side of your head shaved grants you a kind of intelligence that you just know what's what's better for the oppressed yeah. people mm-hmm. it's the color of the hair it makes kids want to listen to them because they like bright oh, colors yeah. Actually, maybe, yeah. <laughs> brainwashing yeah. it is it is it is crazy how you see this stuff in schools where it's like they're like what gender are you and cisgender is black and white mm-hmm. and then it's like you know trans is a bunch of colors and it's like pride and rainbows and they're like if that if, if you want to be fine if you want to be the boring black and white color psh, fine by the way, I want to bring something really fun up here uh, that validates everything we're saying. So fantastic. But according <laughs> to Pew Research, 76% of Latinos surveyed had never heard the term yes. Latinx. Uh, of those who heard it in, in totality, so of the, of the 100% of people who were asked if they uh, had heard the term, only 3% said that they used it. 20% <laughs> said they knew it and didn't use it. 76% said they never heard Did- it. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Did they break it down popular. between men and flibs? Yeah. Uh, I can double check. <laughs> I, I can double yeah. check on that, um, I think, it, but it, it doesn't appear so. I believe they did break it down a little bit, maybe in another poll, where it showed that college-educated women were the only group that liked it and they used it. And I was like, this is in no way surprising. I heard college-educated flib. Yeah, flib. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. So, well, oh flib is the word lib, and you got to be careful. But we'll figure <gasps> yeah, it out. Yes, point. female libs. Oh, is that what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I heard Latinx. Flibia, calm down. Is it Latinx or Latinx? Who knows? Anyone know? Latinx sounds weird. Like, yeah. so like inks, like I, I don't well, know, tinex. like inking. That's what I thought. Like, yeah, it reminds like yeah. tinkle, like, yeah. tinkle. Um, tinkle. So yeah, tinkle list, latinx. <laughs> um, I heard if of people it. if people want if people demand you give them a special name that they demand to be called, like just make up one that doesn't sound good. Yeah, be like, I won't use the one that offends you, but I'll I'll, I'll choose one for you. Like, Bloaf. I'm so glad. First, the First Amendment is free speech because people make up words and they want me to tr- start using their lexicon. It's Blows. I feel so bad for the Canadians, man. That mm-hmm. Bill C-16, and then I think other bills have been passed that is like forcing people to use certain words so, so they don't offend other people. You ready for this? So you, you don't hold on, hold on. E-inks. 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 Not yet, e-inks. but okay. you can change my so mind good. on that. Ixon. you guys ready for this one? Yes. Sexual harassment investigation launched into three middle schoolers' wrong use of pronouns. Mm -hmm. They were charged under Title IX, according to the school, these three kids, because they refused to say they, them. 
One kid actually stood up. Check it out. He says, quote, she had been screaming at one of Brandon's friends to use proper pronouns, calling him a profanity. And his friend is very soft spoken and kind of just sunk down into his chair. Braden finally came up defending him, saying he doesn't have to use proper pronouns. It's his constitutional right to not use. You can't make him say things. So apparently these kids were in trouble. The mom found out. This is in Wisconsin. They're saying that because the kids refuse to use the pronouns, they're getting they're getting heavily, heavily penalized. We also know the FBI is investigating parents who are opposing this stuff. Um, it was uh, uh, who was it? I'm forgetting who, who tweeted this. Who, Jack Posobiec, maybe? I'm forgetting the guy's first name. Um, McIntyre. Oh, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Man, sorry, I forget yeah, your name, yeah. dude. He tweeted that the, that the soft power they use to bring this stuff into schools will become hard power. This is what this is. And I'm is. like, it is hard power. They are going to the kids. They're screaming at them, swearing at them. And if the kid's like, I'm not going to say it, then they get charged. So I don't know what that means when they said they were charging them. Apparently, the news says an investigation. Let me read. They filed a complaint against them. Uh, an investigation was launched. A Title IX complaint was filed against them. So what, what, is, what, what, is that gonna, what does that mean? She says, I received a call from the principal letting me know that I was going to be receiving an email with sexual harassment allegations against my son. She says uh, the investigating said he's allegedly charged with sexual harassment for not using proper pronouns. So here's, here's, here, this is what I'm saying. Look, if anybody says this word is offensive and you have to use this word, I'll say that word's offensive to me. So how about I use this word, which is neither, and we'll call them blows. Bloaf. You're a bloaf. Also, keep in mind, these are the people, Flip. these are the yes. people who are saying that groomer is a needlessly harsh term to describe adults insisting upon having secret sexual conversations with children. Then they turn around and say, not using someone's pronoun is sexual harassment. Dude, this, these kids are national heroes that mm -hmm. stood up to this. I don't know yep. what, what the situation is around, what they, if there was a fight beforehand, if, if part of this is because there was violence involved, I really don't know the whole story, but. You cannot bully people into using your language in this country. Well, apparently you can. You can try, but it's going to get national attention. And you're going to look like the bad guy for doing it. I hope so. You guys ever heard right. of Spaghetti Gate? No. They have language police in France. So, uh, in France. I in, they, they, I'm pretty sure they do, but I meant Canada. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I meant to say French-speaking Canada. There you go. Correction. Is that Québécois? So, in, um, yes. I think it was in Montreal, you have to have at all the stores, French is the big word. And then English is small. So they, they're like language police make sure. And there's an Italian restaurant selling spaghetti and they got fined because they were like, you didn't put the French word. And they were like, spaghetti? <laughs> so like that, they're the bad guys. Like when you're trying to tell people you can't, you have to speak a certain way, you have to use certain words, you typically are, it is frowned upon, right? Yeah, big time. I don't know if it's like just me or if it seems like they're coming so hard after kids like mm -hmm. even with the video game stuff it's like leave the kids alone why why do you care it's like at, at this point i'm like don't make me tap the sign like yeah. people are like why? <laughs> yeah <laughs> why is this happening it's like about. don't make me tap the sign um it's like everything they're, they're just just leave the kids alone leave the kids alone remember and, that song that that told the parents to leave or, hey teachers leave those kids alone yeah mm -hmm. good song do you remember that one song where they said we'll convert your children yeah yeah, yeah. it was a san francisco too. choir mm -hmm. yep gay, gay men's, men's choir, choir i think it was yep. and this is this is the golden rule of the left right or, or one of the many rules they will scoff at the idea that they're doing something, call you paranoid for thinking that they're doing something, and then a few years later they go, ha, I was doing it the whole time, as if they're cheeky or edgy. And it's like, no, we knew that. That's yeah. what, what we were saying. It, we know what you're up to. We have. How many years ago? Is it five years now when Jordan Peterson 
Yeah. We came out about that, that bill. Mm-hmm. Was it C-16. C-16. Yeah. Look what's happening here in the United States. I mean, this is people, people keep believing it's not going to get worse. And I'm, I'm saying to people, this is the, this, this is what I said, you know, a couple weeks ago. Would you rather have a job and your kid is with groomers for eight hours a day or be homeless with your kid? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not telling you which one is the right choice. I don't have kids. I'm saying like, this is basically what's happening. There are people like, I can't speak up. I can't do anything about it. I'll lose my job. My kids got to go to school, otherwise I have no one to watch them. It's like, okay, I, I hear you. I, think I mean, the groomers have your kids, and they're doing this to them, but, you know. I think they should come up with a system of, like, neighborhood uh, homeschooling moms where, like, you'd have somebody, let's say, uh, within the neighborhood, there is one or two moms that chose to not work or just stay at home, and then the kids around that neighborhood go to that uh, mom's house and spend the day and learn, like, the mom's already homeschooling her kids, so one or two other students is not going to make a difference. But at the same time, it's going to make it easier for people to just have their kids homeschooled instead of send- sending them to school. Like, I don't have kids, but I feel like if I do, I'm I'm always so busy. And so I procrastinate a lot and, you know, all the video game and Dragon Ball. But to be honest with you, I, I think I, I have to make time to homeschool because mm-hmm. I, I just don't see myself sending my kids to this place. Like, come back. Oh, you know, mommy, um, I found out I'm gay. I'm like, shut up, Joshua. You're three. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love this. <laughs> also, so you don't want to play video <laughs> games because they, they haven't commented on Roe v. Wade. So here's the, you can't do that, that yeah. here's the important thing in this story. When the mother was asked, some say this could show Rebido and her son are against the LGBTQ plus community. She of said, course. not at all, not at all. My children have been raised to love everybody equally. You know what I'd say? I'd say, well, I don't know about any of that, but if this is what they're doing, I guess. Apparently. But not a single, you had that um, Matt Walsh. Was it Was it the Matt Walsh thing on um, on Dr. Phil? Yes. Where yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, but but they had, they had this um, instance where this woman was like, we're not, we're not against the LGBT community. You know, we're not at all. It's just our kids. It's like, dude, if that's what they're hiding behind and that's encompassed in it, then I guess if they're if they're grooming your kids, if they're screaming at your kids, if they're using law to go after your kids and then someone says, do you oppose the community? I'd say doing this. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan came out about it. it. I have a headline from the Daily Wire that says Rogan blasts people upset about, quote, groomer term. Here's what's more important. Not having people groom your effing kids under the guise of I'm an LGBTQ educator. Good for so him. So did you guys see the viral Jenk uh, Uger was trending earlier? Yeah. yeah. And I, I did a segment talking about it because I'm just like, I feel like it's bait. What he, what Joe Rogan said was there are groomers in schools. You know, they're creepy weirdos. They, they beat it in front of kids. It happens all the time. You got kids being groomed. How many of them are hiding behind LGBTQ? Mm-hmm. So then Jenk Uger goes, not a single person has ever, you know, beat off in front of kids. And then said they were LGBTQ, so then no one got mad. And I'm like, I don't recall Joe actually saying those things. So Jen did this performative outrage where he said something that never happened or Joe never claimed so that he could come out and, and go after him. And this is the problem. I think that's happening is people like Jen Uger don't Google search these things. He, he didn't even look up because there's like, if you Google search teacher exposes and, and all that stuff, it's insane so how many stories there are about <laughs> teachers just doing these things to kids. It's nuts. And then I'm like, why would you say this? Do you want the world to be better? Do you want people to stop abusing kids? No, no, no. Let's take the LGBTQ thing and, and just put it aside for a minute. People abuse kids. 
Joe Rogan said people abuse kids. Why? Why act like that's not happening? Mm-hmm. Seriously, in, 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 yeah. So everybody started posting pictures of horses, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> this is, this is part of the problem. Like, let's say we could just completely separate these two issues out from one another, the, the groomer teachers from the LGBTQ uh, issues. Even if we could do that, what the left has made abundantly clear is that if somebody is a sexual abuser, all they need to do is claim some kind of LGBTQ status and the left will do everything they can to make sure that story is ignored, not talked about. Yeah, that reminds me of that transgender woman who went to woman's prison. You guys say that? Mm-hmm. And then she got, she or whatever, this person, uh, Flip, yeah. um, <laughs> got two women at the prison. Flips. Yeah. Pregnant. Two flips. Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, 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 <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, look, I, I, I think the issue is there is a, a cult that wants to push their religion on people. They're authoritarian about it. I, I, I don't care what your faith or ideology is so long as you are libertarian about it. Now, you can talk about the things you like, but when it comes to the stuff with kids, adult activities with children, then it's just like, no, 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 we don't, we don't do that here. And they're advocating for it. Yeah, I'm and sure then I worse. Had, like, I'm sure I had... <clears throat> somebody throughout my whole life a teacher that was gay like i i don't care they didn't tell me about it i Mm -hmm. feel like the only thing that i actually liked about when teachers told the story about their lives was the fact that i was able to you know not pay attention there's nothing going on there's no class i just do my own thing text my friends but it's like to me it's it's not relevant for my education when you tell me about your wife your kids or, or your partner or whatever I just think that as a time of like, okay, now I get to goof off with my friends and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's it's not necessary for a child to be educated for them to know that you went hiking with your uh, gay partner. Like, stop. we're gonna We're going to have some, a, a couple of lefties on the show next week. It's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah. I, because I think what happens is, you know, we'll be like, hey, look, here's a really bad story. This book, Genderqueer, has overtly adult activities described in it and images. Maybe that shouldn't be for kids. And then all of these left-wing podcasters come out and they're like, you're banning books, you're banning books. And I'm like, okay, when, when they're banning books based on the ideas, I can understand that. But they're like trying to remove sexual imagery. Why are you defending? Why are you defending these books? Why is the Washington Post, the New York Times, and all these left personas? I will, I will love to talk to them about. We that. should get a copy of those books too, so we can show them in oh, person. Oh, in person. Don't yeah. make me tap this because we can't, yeah, we yeah. can't, because we can't show it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, let's talk about the change. What's, what's happening? Well, speaking of censorship, hmm. we got this story from Tim Cast. Elon Musk is still committed to Twitter purchase after announcing deal was on hold. Musk said he would defeat the spam bots or die trying. A cause for due diligence to discover the true daily active user numbers in the deal. I'm going to give you the quick version. I think Elon Musk knew there was fraud. I believe Twitter, it's possible, has has defrauded its shareholders. We know that they've lied. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We know they've published false user numbers on more than one occasion. They've apologized for it. Let me show you something interesting. If we go to Social Blade and look at little old me, we can see that on April 26th, I gained just about 20,000 followers. The next day, about 40,000. The next day, about 47,000. Gaining all of these followers. Strange, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, Barack Obama loses 300,000. At the same time, Katy Perry loses 200,000. Why are celebrities and left and progressives losing followers, but people on uh, the libertarian, freedom, whatever, right side are gaining followers? I'll tell you what I think. That's Here's the dates. The 26th, 27th, 28th. The 29th was a Friday. Monday was the second. 
And what news broke on the second? Twitter estimates fake accounts comprise less than 5% of users filing. On May 2nd, okay, here's what they say. In a, in a filing on Monday, May 2nd, they say it was 5%. Here's my, here's my opinion after looking at all of this information. The week prior, they reinstated as many right-wing accounts as possible to create human users and banned as many bots as possible to reduce the number of bots so they could bring the number of bots per user way, way down. I think Elon Musk knew they were doing that. I think he's forcing them to give him the data now that he's locked in this deal or lose a billion dollars. And if they give him the information on all all these users, he can come out and be like, they defrauded me. They defrauded you and they defrauded all the shareholders. I think Twitter believes in a healthy conversation and they're trying to socially engineer this country and people who use Twitter around the world by making it seem like pro-America and libertarian values are not prominent and woke leftist ideas are. So they create fake accounts or someone does and they ban accounts that are pro-America. Then the switch, the flip happens. We watched it happen. Then they release their report on their bots. Elon's going to get that data because they have to reveal it to him and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm curious what his next step would be after that. Is this just something that he uh, does to expose them or does he try to come in and alter the price? Maybe Twitter blows up Maybe it just, it's gone. I mean, I don't know that this is true, right? What I'm saying is, if you look at the fact that leftists lost followers, libertarian, right, MAGA, whatever you want to call it, gained followers, that's, that's, that's algorithmic. Mm-hmm. People have tried claiming the left is leaving and the right's joining. No, no, that's ridiculous. Because if you look at the data, as I pointed out the last time we talked about it, on Monday, the day they announced the deal was happening, no one joined Twitter. They're lying. That's not true. The data does not suggest that. The data suggests Twitter made weird algorithmic changes. And then the next week, Monday, they issued their filing on bot accounts. Clearly, they were manipulating the numbers. Scandal. It's a scandal. It's, it's, it's Elon a, got him. I, I agree with you, actually. I think what you said is mostly true, I would say, if I was NewsGuard. Uh, I don't know that he knew there were bots. PolitiFact. PolitiFact. Thank oh, yeah. you. I don't know that he knew that there were bots. I think he highly he, – he, he thought that there were. He had a good feeling, a hunch. I'll tell you my my greater theory. Mm. One day, Elon Musk is on Twitter. And he's like, I really like this Babylon Bee. I'm going to tweet it to them. And then he does. And then all of a sudden, it goes, boop, new notification. And he looks, and it's himself trying to convince himself to engage in a crypto scam. Because you, you ever see those Elon- First thing he thought of was time travel. And he's like, it hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> he's like, could I have come back from the future to sell Bitcoin to myself? Yes, but unlikely. Let me check. <laughs> and then he like does some math. And he's like, this is a bot. And then he probably complained and they did nothing. Uh, so there's a really famous uh, uh, like botting scam where Elon Musk bots will tweet at people to get him to give crypto and oh, scam I've them. I've seen that. Elon probably was like, this is me. Stop. And he says, okay, I'm going to get rid of this stuff. So I think he knows something was going on. I also think Elon probably saw the manipulation with sock puppet accounts. A sock puppet account mm-hmm. is when one person runs multiple accounts. I'm willing to bet the left runs tons of sock puppet accounts where one activist will have 20 accounts and they'll spam you to make it seem like everyone is dogpiling you and hates you. You'll say something and then you'll get 50 responses with like, you're ugly, you're gross, you're stupid, you're lame to, to try and trick you and force you to changing your opinion. Then Twitter bans people on the right so no one can come to your aid. I think I think that's what's happening. That's my opinion on what's happening. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that I'm not ugly, stupid, and lame? That's like right. is, is a joke? <laughs> I know. Turns out, it no. Says, but no, you're not. So I'm I'm the exception. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's a form of grooming. Mm. What they do is, 
when 30 people tell you, hey, man, you know, concern trolling. Like, I'm a big fan, but I think you're not right on this one. You should change your opinion. And then the only thing you see is people saying you're wrong about it. Weaker minded people might be like, okay, I better, I better change my position on this. They call it Al Groom Rithrick. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. I tried. Yeah, yeah, I got to write it down first. <laughs> you know, I noticed something when I was in college, which is that when I got people who were really outwardly left leaning alone and had conversations with them where we weren't with mm-hmm. other students, um, they would generally say things that you would not expect a left winger to say. So maybe I'd, you know, run into them somewhere outside of school or we would just be chatting outside of class. And whenever current events came up, they would almost inevitably say something about any given issue that that would basically get someone screamed at by any other left winger for not being left wing enough. And they'd even say things like, yeah, no, I'm going to be honest. Like, I do think the left has kind of gone off the deep end in certain ways. And part of me wondered if that was because they were being sincere about their values because they were surrounded by other left-wing people. Uh, Part of me also wondered if that was because they understood or got the vibe that they were talking to a more conservative person and they're just social chameleons who need to fit in with whoever they're having a conversation with. I don't know. But in my experience... It, it, it's funny. Like in my experience, people uh, are, yeah, even left-wing people are not as far to the left when they're not in a group. It's like as soon as they get around other people, they're Mao. Uh, but when they're by themselves, they're they're like they turn into Dave Rubin. They're I like, think they're oh, scared. The is not they're like anymore. they're being groomed with like the the language and everything that you see, like the media. So they're scared of like not going all the way because. If not, then what will they side with? They will side with uh, the MAGA king, the the ultra MAGA, the fascist, the 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 ultra KKK. Mega. So it's like they feel like they have to constantly move farther to the left to be able to match that, even though it may not match it uh, what they think. But it's like for the bigger cause because if they don't do it, if they don't stay together, if they don't stay united, then um, you know big bad orange guy is going to be back in the White House and then everybody is going to uh, be put in camps or something. So they have to stick together. And uh, to me, you know, that that's it's like zombies. Yep. Yep. And it is a fallacy to think that in order to not be part of group A, you have to join another group. You don't have to join a group. Absolutely. The funniest thing I, I love a lot is when these lefties will post on Twitter. They'll be like, I'm not in a brainwashed cult like you are. And it's like they're the group that voted in lockstep to fund the war in Ukraine. And then the other side of this is former liberals, traditional liberals, conservatives. You've got the far right, you know, laissez-faire capitalist types. You've got libertarian centrists. Like there's this big eclectic group of people who all disagree with each other, who are sitting in rooms and having conversations. You're all in the room, all patting each other on the back, saying they're the cult. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. I went on Facebook a couple nights ago. I've got a very interesting social media array because I uh, most of my Facebook friends from 2007, 8, 9 when I was in L.A. as an actor, very liberal. Now most of my Twitter followers are people that watch this show, so it's more or less conservative. I don't want to put you in a box, guys. You're whatever you want to be. But when I go on on Twitter or on uh, Facebook, they're like, you know, pro-choice when it comes to the abortion thing. And they're like, they think, oh, that's just what they think. And it's the same kind of crap when we're on the show and we're talking about them, whatever, whenever it comes up about they. It's the same terminology and the same weird that the people don't even know who they are. They're except, just using this term. Except we're right. Of course. you we always are. We always think we are, don't we? No, but we are. Well, uh, everyone uh, thinks th- they're this, the good guy, man. You except, be careful about, we are. about categorizing so other the, people. The, the data has repeatedly shown that moderates and conservatives consume media from the left and know the left-wing argument, but the left doesn't do the other. I think there are instances That's in history where, like, the Nazis were a radical left leftist organization, I've heard, you know, and they were indoctrinating kids. And the people that stood against that turned out to be on the right side of history. It is possible that... And I think a lot of when it comes to so, objective so morality, me, a lot of what we're talking about is real. Like what we're, it's important let, to protect the children. Let, let me let me uh, clarify this point as to why we're right and they're not. You have, as I mentioned, traditional liberals, people like you know me. I used to, I voted for Obama in '08, and I was from the city. And now I'm like, hey man, I don't like this woke stuff. I want free speech. You have devout Catholics like Seamus, very pro-life, conservative. And we disagree on a lot of those elements, but we agree on so much more when it comes to what's reality, what's true. Mm -hmm. You have journalists like Matt Taibbi, a liberal outright, who's like, yeah, this Ukraine stuff with Joe Biden is is messed up. You have Glenn Greenwald, a progressive. You have Jimmy Dore. How is it that all of these people from actual economic far left to laissez-faire capitalist anarchists or people like people like Luke Rydkowski all can, can, can come together and agree and point at the left and say they're wrong? As I mentioned, when it, when you look at that voting block for Ukraine war funding and every single Democrat is voting yes on one of the largest war packages ever and the Republicans are all in disagreement, I'm like, something is wrong when the anti-war progressive leftists like AOC and the squad are voting in lockstep for war. They are a cult. Yeah, it's the liberal economic order. Let, and, right. and, and, and let me tell you, Ian, you say they say the same thing about us. I I, I completely agree with similar that. terminology. Yeah, they, it's it's identical. Pretty but, much, it's hard to tell who. The, I thought they were talking about they like what we were last night. I'm like, oh my god, this except is... we we're right. You know why? Covington, Jesse Smollett, RussiaGate, UkraineGate, Ghost of Kiev, Trayvon Martin, George Floyd. The list goes on. Military industrial complex has control the media, and if you don't know that, then you're you're getting sucked up into it. I don't even know if it's that. You know, I don't know what's going on. I think Twitter was playing weird manipulation engineering games. The fact is, I remember I had this moment in, you know, 2018, and I'm thinking, you know, I watch these lefty, these left wing presenters, and they're saying the exact same thing. And then I'm like, but that's weird. They're wrong about the Covington kids. Well, that's weird. Bill Maher, a week after the story was debunked, comes out and still maintains the lie. Well, that's weird. Russiagate was debunked, and they're still saying it was true. They called Rand Paul a Russian agent again. It's just the lies. The misinformation, the manipulation. They set up a disinformation czar. This woman who's published repeated false information and she wants the right to control the flow of information. So I'm sorry. If you've got an eclectic bunch of people with all differing worldviews and differing political opinions, but we can see what's true and what's not, you have another side that believes 
every single lie I, every time. I guess why I brought it up, and there I didn't know go. this when I did, is because of what you're saying, Seamus. People, when they're in that group, they do become radicalized. But when they're alone and you communicate with them, people mm. aren't so crazy. Like, people kind of get together and can understand. So, like, that's why I'm reticent to say they. Because when that person is over here, they're we. And and it's, you know, they get it. It's, more, the, it's the funniest thing is, man, <clears throat> when I was arguing on Facebook with some people, and I said... It's the weirdest thing. If it, it, Michael Malice points this out a lot. If you disagree with anything that is part of their tribe, they immediately assume you're a Trump-supporting, far-right MAGA cult or whatever. And it's like, I've actually commented on people's posts agreeing with them, and they'll immediately say, it's, it's, the, it's the joke. Someone's like, I like pancakes. And I'll be like, you know, the interesting thing about pancakes is they have a lot of carbs. And so you're a waffle person? Waffles are about... And I never said I liked waffles, dude. So when I comment on someone's post about pro-life, They'll make, they'll make a point about conservatives and I'll say, I don't think that's the actual conservative argument. The response I get is you want to control women's bodies and put them in chains. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. I don't understand. It's a cult, bro. Are there ultra MAGA Trump cultists? Of course. Mm -hmm. Do they have any institutional power? No. Are they, are they, are they relatively large in number? Not really. Yeah. So what we'll see with the left is they'll take very basic concepts, which legitimately are binary, such as sex, and they'll try to break it up into a million different gradients and say it exists on a spectrum when it doesn't. Then when it comes to politics, they'll basically say it's binary. Either you're with us or you're some far-right Trump supporter. You're also a Nazi. There's there's no room for any kind of gradient there. On their own side, they sort of try to get into like some nuance because they'll claim that, you know, someone like Bernie Sanders is really a moderate. And so we have this very vast spectrum on our own side of the aisle, even though they're really only catering to like 10% of the population in totality when you're looking at progressives. They were manufacturing public support. I think that, um, it's sort of like, uh, Something that there, there's a, a third component to this, which is you have the, the right and you have the left, but you also have the globalists, which they owe alliance to neither the left nor the right. So they sort of like co-opted the liberal and the progressive movement and everything that they do is according to the globalist agenda. Like they want, you know, no borders. They want no this, no that. Um, they want to sort of like, you know, Everything, everything, the the global supply chain, whatever it is, more uh, trade with China, whatever. And a lot of these things that they have been pushing is not um, not something that the left would have wanted even five to three years ago or even two months ago. But they feel that they have to keep pushing it because they have to meet the globalist sort of like and goal and hopefully leftists and and liberals and classic liberals they're going to start realizing that um like stop it they're using you Cla stop class it. i think classic they will the, econ the economy is going to force people to evolve classic liberals are already out because classic liberal is a right-wing position tradition traditional liberals were social liberals so they were like center left and there's like there's like a little bit of a difference but it's like you know they're both centrist i think these people uh, on the left aren't feeling like they have to lock, walk in lockstep with like the Davos group or anything. It's, it's zombies. You know, like we were, we were mentioning the Young Turks. They just make they make stuff up. And they lie all the time. Maybe it's inept ineptitude. Maybe they're just like this will get clicks. I mean, yeah. if you look at their videos, the, the thumbs down are crazy, like 50, 60 percent. I'm how, like, how do you view those still? Because I don't have access. plug in. Oh, cool. I can't yeah, rationalize it. Like, I can't understand to me. I, I'm trying to me. I'm thinking. 
they're being brainwashed. The, the the globalists at the top are like pushing propaganda in media and brainwashing these people because I can't rationalize how you would you know like these things for kids. How you would you know uh, come after kids like that? Like to me, if if you were to put me in a time machine like ten years ago and you show me that, I'll be ready to you know start a revolution. And I'm not even you know so it's to me it's like. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Continue, continue. I'm sorry. I just wanted to. It's, just it's sort of like how how quickly the needle's moving, and it's it's just out of control. Um, so I ha- I have to find like a, a way to rationalize this behavior, like why they're doing this, and and I don't know. I don't have that answer yet. I think you're mm-hmm. onto it, though. I think it's a global agenda. I mean, you look at how much stuff Vanguard owns and the like Bank of International being, Settlements, Klaus Schwab. Like they're being uh, brainwashed. Yeah, they're by inserting the media, by... definitely by the liberal media. I don't like using that word liberal. I don't want to give that power to that word because it is postmodernist. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand. I'm not an expert of postmodernism, but it's the idea that you'd say, I'm a human. I'd be like, no, I'm actually a, a embodiment of cells. And they're like, no, Bro. I'm actually an energy field. <laughs> Bro, you're describing I'm none yourself. of them. Yeah, that I was through, I went through that. I'm like out of the cult now. I was in LA as the actor getting ready to be the next big thing. It was disgusting. And then they were all over me sexually. It was so gross. And Jordan Peterson has talked a lot about postmodernism. He points the finger at it. It's a confusing idea, which is why it hasn't caught as much hot traction as it needs to. And it's a social movement that started in the mid 20, uh, mid 19th, 20th century, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to, to issue a small correction to myself earlier. I described them as 10% of the population. According to Pew Research, they're 6%. But even that figure isn't perfect because as I'm looking at how they define it, when they talk about the progressive left, they say 88% of people on the progressive left say that greater social acceptance of tra- of people who are transgender is a good thing for the U.S. I mean, for only 88% of them to be saying that, when the type of progressive leftist we're talking about would say 88. that. Yeah. 88% of people who would be, who would fall into this progressive left category, which they say makes up 6% of the public. 12% so turfs. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. So this, this progressive left group, this is a very small group of people because of that 6% of the public, only 88% of them, this group defined as progressive left, say that more transgender acceptance is good for society. Whereas my understanding is the progressive left, as we're talking about, would say anyone who answered that question as anything other than yes is not a progressive. In fact, they're far right. right. Let me pull up this story. This one's funny. We got it from Business Insider. Biden used the term <laughs> ultra MAGA so after six months of research. <laughs> now Republicans have put it on T-shirts. Oh my gosh. They can't meme. That's like so during 2015 and 16, there was a subreddit called the left can't meme. And it, I mean, it's just reality. The left could not meme. So they banned all of the big pop prominent, you know, meme channels. Instagram had a huge purge. And then along popped up these really generic left wing meme channels. And it was just so obvious that it's astroturfed. This is what happens when they try ultra maga. And now they're selling t-shirts with it because it's hilarious. Here's my favorite. Biden calls Trump the great MAGA king. <laughs> Why did he think anyone would be upset about that? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, oh I put God. that on my on my Twitter as my Twitter uh, name, the great MAGA king, yes. Julius like, Song. Joe, yes. Joe Biden is, you know, he's he's leading a rally where he's trying to get people to hate the right. And he goes, these, these right-wingers, these really cool, awesome, nice people <laughs> everywhere, know. they're just like the coolest guys ever. And, and I think they shouldn't be in office, but they're really smart and great. 
those ultra mag that mega cake is like everything that the light touches we're going to build a wall around it okay? <laughs> building a wall around everything the hyenas are not sending their best okay? right. when it comes to a culture war if you want to call it this thing culture war you can't if you use your opponent's language you've lost so that's what biden just did I think I think you're right in many ways. So mm. what the conservatives have been doing for years, which has been extremely painful, is they've been trying to use left-wing terminology against the left, and they've been trying to cede territory to them. So they'll say things like, the left are the real homophobes, for right. example. Now groomer. that we have been using the term groomer, which is effective and accurate, the left has been starting to say, no, actually, the right are the real groomers. And I'm no, sitting no, there no, going, no. you've lost. You've There's lost. already been several blogs where they say, actually, grooming is a good thing. Some of them, yeah. Some of them are saying it's a good thing. Some of them Absolutely. are saying the right are the real groomers. So they're, saw, but they're basically accepting the narrative regardless. I saw James Lindsay posted this. I think it was James Lindsay. He was like, as soon as you get the term, they try and take it mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, if you mean grooming my child to be a good person and loving and accepting, <laughs> then I stand guilty as charged. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're a groomer. Yeah, you're a groomer. <laughs> okay, groomer. <laughs> like, getting them to use this language is, is doing two things. In some instances, such as the ones you've mentioned, they're showing their true hand. They're saying, oh, actually, it's a good thing. We are in favor of it. In another instance, they're denying it. But by denying it, they are reinforcing culturally that it is, in fact, a bad thing. And for so long, the right has been doing that with the left's terminology. Oh, I'm not homophobic. Oh, I'm not transphobic. The left are the real transphobes. But the left are the real racists. That's true. I think, well, when you look at like the early progressive movement, yeah, absolutely. I I mean, mean, even even until this day, yeah. But when you look at the ideological roots of the progressive movement, yes, absolutely. I don't think it goes all the way back. We've talked about Margaret. I'll break it down. Are there people associated with the right, whatever that means, who are racist? Yes. In fact, there are many. Are they the majority? No. Do they have a lot of power in government? Not really. When that one guy, was it Steve King, said, what's wrong with white nationalism? They booted off all of assignments and then he got, he got primary and he's gone now. On the left, are they racist? Yes, they, they overtly advocate for racial segregation. In California, they tried to repeal their civil rights provision from their constitution. They tried to repeal the non-discrimination provision from their own constitution. It's like, dude, that is that is the rule, not the exception. On the right, it's the exception, not the rule. And I think the uh, the main reason is that moderate individuals, two to one, move have have aligned more with Republicans. Simply, you look at Elon Musk's meme because the left has gone off the rails. Well, so we all stay in the same place, traditional liberals, but. It's like, if I got to choose between those crazy people who want to kill babies in nine months and those guys who are like, hey, don't kill babies, I'm going to go with the hey, don't kill babies. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I would actually be curious to see if someone could do some sort of detailed statistical analysis on exactly how many maniacs there really are within our society who would say something like children should transition their gender. I mean, if the progressive left, according to Pew Research, is only 6% of the general public, and even those people, as they've defined progressive left, don't really perfectly fit in with that category, how many people actually believe in something like yeah, but why trans, you know, transitioning children, giving yeah. sex changes to children, pushing them along through that process? Uh, and we also see this as something that is being parried by even the president of the United States. And to your point, the reason people are following along with it is because in many cases, they're cowardly. There are a lot of people who won't stand up and say that's a disgusting, horrible thing to do uh, because they're afraid of the social ramifications. Oh, and it's also they're, they're, the people that are around would lambast them if they did it. I noticed mm-hmm. with me and you, we'll have talks about religion and mm-hmm. Catholicism. You know, I'm pretty critical. But if we have other Catholic guests on and I say that, everyone comes at me and it's like, Almost like I feel bad, like uh, as a human, like my, I get stressed and like my genetics are like, oh. you're not going to be as healthy now because of this stress. So like 
there's an incentive not to speak out against a group. I noticed uh, when I was 13 or 12 or 13, this, uh, what do they call it, um, affirmative action. And I, I realized I was like 13, 1992. Wait, you mean if I do better than a guy who's black at a, for a job interview, they'll give it to him because they need to fill a quota? Mm-hmm. That's reverse racism. And then no, as I got not. older, I realized, oh, that's just racism. Yeah. Yes. But then I started to think about class issues, and, and it's a whole other nuanced conversation in there. But, man, did it feel bad to, to hear that I, I – wouldn't get the job because of my skin color. Yeah, I, whenever I'm applying for jobs, I get to click a whole bunch of like little, you know, tick marks. I'm a woman. I'm a immigrant. I'm Latin American. I'm this and that. And I'm like, I, I got pretty good chances to get this job now because I look at how many boxes I clicked. Mm. I like but, how these the leftists are like everybody line up according to the color of your skin and the size of your boobs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. that's creepy, dude. The the I wanted to bring up real quick. There is a a uh, tweet that went viral from this account called Jack Califano. And it said, the groomer and pedophile thing are the clearest moment where I've thought, oh, wow, they're really planning on killing a lot of people eventually. So they're like, make the, the left is saying that if you're, if you're pushing the groomer and pedophile thing is because you're trying to. And so this tweet has oh, six, 61.2 likes as, a, as of this time. 61.2? K. Thousand. Thousand. Uh, sorry. This is extreme dehumanizing language designed to prepare the right-wing fascists to feel no remorse over genocidal acts of violence. Um, they live in that world. Yeah. And uh, the issue is, what, what, what do you think happens when you actually have these people who are going into little girls' bathrooms and taking pictures of them and then... Like I, I mean, we're going to come to the point where someone's going to punch someone. You can in the face say and, nothing about it. You can't call them groomers because now you're a genocidal a maniac that wants like it, it has nothing to do with it, it has nothing, but it doesn't matter. Like we we talked about that video game guy from the Washington Post who's like, you know, I hope they use this picture of me. They literally don't care what any of us think. Mm-hmm. They're saying this for themselves. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, and they don't want your apology either. No, there's, there's nothing you can say to them. That's why. That, that's why you know. Uh, they, there's a tendency for the left not to interact with the right in any way. They don't care what you think. They're lying. They're not interested in telling the truth. And if you go to them and say, I'd like to correct the record, they say, shut up. So going back to what you were saying before, Ian, where you're like, they say that we're lying and, you know, the left and the right. When, when, when uh, uh, prominent left-wing personalities take clips from this show out of context and then put them up like they did to you. I think Media Matters did that. They didn't take when you were talking about the N word, they didn't take the full context into what you were saying. They just try to make it seem like you were racist. When you go to them and say, hey, I'd like to show you what actually happened. They say, we don't care. We don't. They don't care. They're not going to correct it. They'll they'll on, on Twitter. They'll put up a fake story. They love it. They just don't care. They're you know what I think it is. Children, they're immature. They did not. They did not reach adulthood. Millennials are a stunted, narcissistic generation. Certainly, there are many millennials, more so like, you know, I don't know. Are you a millennial? How old are you? Uh, Undisclosed. We're when, going to the break now. Yeah, yeah. When does millennial <laughs> begin? What year? No. I don't know. It's like 82 or something. Oh, yeah. Is it? yeah. yeah. Like... I'm, I'm 94, so okay. I'm still millennial. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah so... but I identify as Gen Z. Yeah, there you mm. go. For the record. So, so <laughs> there, I mean, there, there are millennials who are like responsible adults. It, of course. I'm not saying every single millennial. But what we see, I think, with the left is 
Why are they so cult-like and zombie-like? Because they never grew up. They never have a, they have no strong mind for, for living and being responsible for themselves. One of the things I noticed about, I would like to see the numbers of how wealthy people are. If you want to break, you guys know I'm not into breaking people into categories for the most part, but I will for the sake of communication, the left and the right. How wealthy are the people on the left relative to the people on the right? Because I tend to find that the richer, the, the wealthier people get, except for the ones at the very top manipulating the game. The more wealthy an individual gets, the more conservative they get because they're happy with the status quo. But if you don't have money, you start to freak out and become revolutionary. I'm not sure. I mean, I think that at this point, and I couldn't speak to any specific statistic here other than one, which doesn't perfectly map on, but basically that you're more likely to support uh, intervening on behalf of Ukraine if you have a higher net worth or make more money, uh, something along those it's, lines. But, you know, my point is I think that the the progressive, especially when you're dealing with like the like real progressive left. We're talking to people with all the bizarre theories about gender. I would venture to guess that they are much wealthier as a group. You you don't meet working class people who believe Look, that kind of stuff. It started in 2012. The Democrats overtook the Republicans mm. as the party of the uh, top 4% of income earners. I, I, I can only assume it's increased since then, but isn't it, isn't it, isn't it interesting? That's like the, the, the switch when things started getting weird, things started changing, Occupy Wall Street. And then all of a sudden you have post-liberals now voting with Republicans. Why? Well, the Republicans were like, we're going to bring jobs back to the Midwest and to Michigan. And the Democrats were like, free trade with China. What's that saying that I I, I forgot who says it, uh, but a conservative is a liberal who's been mugged by reality. So it's like they live in their own little world. And that's one of the biggest things that I, I try to, you know, talk in relation to my activism and my commentary is that there's a lot of like, bad bad situation that will come from those policies i mean we've seen it we're seeing it we're seeing it now and we're gonna see more and more of that and i feel like a lot of this is sort of like comes from a place of you're spoiled you don't know what those policies are actually gonna bring to america how they're actually gonna pan out i'm telling you it's not gonna turn out that way and if you do keep going down this road you're going to get wrecked. I don't want you to get wrecked. Let's not do that. Let's not do this to the country. And then they're like, oh, but but it's going to be different. We're going to wait until, like, like with socialism, they think that if the government amasses all this power and all this money, then it's going to be different this time. They're going to have a better guy. They're going to have a nicer guy. Okay, but if you're going to still have democracy, then later, four years from now, what if a bad guy comes in and uses all that money and all that power to his own evil intents. Like, you don't think about the consequences of all of these policies that you're pushing and how uh, how badly they can affect other people because you're not going to be the first ones to be affected by that. Like, you, you're not the people who are living, uh, you know, people in Texas, they're living by the border. They're seeing all of that. They're seeing the violence in the communities. They're seeing the human trafficking. You're not going to be affected by that because you're, you live in New York. Uh, you're not the woman that's being human trafficked. You're not the woman that's being used as a mule. So it's it's easy for you to push these policies when you're not affected by it directly. So I feel like it sort of like comes from a place of wealth and a place of uh, entitlement because as they go through reality and they actually, they, they get mugged by reality, they tend to become a little bit more conservative. But uh, th- it, there is a, an extent of how things can really, really get bad. 
And I, I don't wish that upon America. I wish we would wake up before that. But I, 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 I don't know if it will. You were speaking from experience. You came from Brazil. You said at the yes. beginning of the show. What did you? What kind of things did you see there that made you so sensitive to it? So, um, I mean, everything, everything that um, you think about. For example, you talk about healthcare, but it's it's sort of like all of it is in theory, but it's not really. It doesn't consider the practice of like, let's say, human corruption or. All the all the different things that could add, like like in, in theory everything is perfect, of course. But let's say you amass all all this power, all this money, you take it away from me, the individual, and you give it to the government. And then what if somebody comes into the government who's not a good person? Like you're not considering that. You're not considering the corruption. You're not considering the waste. You're not considering all these different things. So um, violence, uh, corruption, even when they say uh, free healthcare, like. Uh, yeah, I had free health care. Uh, I didn't like it. Uh, I mean, I didn't like it. It's, I had to stand uh, around the block on a queue that by the time you're, you get to the door of the hospital, it's, you're, you're, you're dead. So it's like, it's, it's sort of like, there is another option. There is another way. It's not just completely not have health care or have, government sponsored healthcare because you're going to have so much corruption like imagine how what we're seeing right now with Pfizer and and all of that like if you charge me and you guys tell me to shut up if I'm talking too much but like if you if I go to the hospital and you tell me I have to pay $300 I'm okay I'm looking at the receipt because I worked for those $300 so I want to make sure what I'm paying now if that bill never touches my hand it goes directly to the government. Hmm. The insurance is billing it or the companies are billing it directly to the government. The government is not going to look at all of that one by one. It's going to inflate the prices. It's going to create a huge mess in the system, a huge corrupt mess in the system. So why can't, instead of doing that, why can't we consider affordable health care? Because health care is not affordable right now. We have these companies uh, lobbying in bed with the government that's the actual definition of fascism but it, we're not ready for that conversation we want to be polarized so. I, I think we're ready I want to pull it. up this uh, story I just grabbed from the examiner to answer some questions for all of you Democrats of the party of the wealthy IRS mm-hmm. data shows Democrats represented 65% of taxpayers with a household income of $500,000 or more in 2020 74% of taxpayers in Republican districts have a household income of less than 100000 I think I know why. Because according to the data, being a Democrat is a great way to save on charity. Oh, yeah. I think sure. that they, they donate less than, than Republicans do. They I mean, might, they, oh, it might also be not accounting for the extremes. Like the top 1% probably are Democrats. And they, that, that's, that's absolutely. Yeah, and they're like 80, worth 80 billion. So that's skewing these numbers hard. Like your average, if they remove the top 10% and the bottom 10% of wealth, What's the Democrat and Republican numbers? But, but I think the interesting thing is that was probably more true 20 years ago when the Republicans were led by industrialists. But Republicans have overwhelmingly been rural and rural people tend to have lower incomes than city people. So that's just me making assumptions. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'd imagine people who live in rural West Virginia are likely going to make much less money than someone who lives in New York City on average. 
someone in New York City is going to be a Democrat, someone in rural, rural West Virginia is going to be a Republican. And then that there's a gradient effect where you get closer to the cities, you become more and more Democrat, but you also make more and more money. The interesting thing is people used to say the Republicans, you, you, you become Republican when you get rich. But now something's changed where well, I was thinking you get more conservative when you're rich. But Donald right, Trump's right. not conservative. He's mm-hmm. a very liberal guy that became ran for the Republican Party. So he brought a bunch of really liberal people with Big him. tax cuts. Huge tax like cuts. Classically liberal people. Well, also, you made a point which sort of touched on this earlier. But generally, you have to be pretty removed from reality to support a lot of these progressive left wing ideas, especially when you're talking about the social theories, not necessarily all the economic policies. And when you get into this stuff about, you know, being gender fluid, for example, this is, you know, an upper middle class phenomenon. I mean, at least all of the people who popularize the ideas, these are not things that the working class is, is all that concerned with the idea of like being a man who was born in a woman's body. A lot of their arguments are like that, like they're the the, the actual percentage of people who suffer from a gender dysphoria as a psychological condition is very very small. So uh, same thing with the the abortion uh, uh, debate that they were having. They were like, "Oh, what about if a woman gets raped or or whatever or incest?" That literally accounts for a, a, a small the smallest percentage, and you're making a whole argument over that little thing, and it's just like you just say, "Okay, okay, okay." So we've we okay. When they say we need an exemption for a rape or the health, health of the mother, I'm like, all right, I agree. Let's pull up the data. Okay, 2% of abortions. We'll keep those 2%. We'll ban the other 98. There you go. And they're like, wait, what? No. 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 <laughs> well, what do you mean? No. I agreed with you. See, that's the issue. You agree with them. They don't know what they're talking about. It's just tribal nonsense. Yeah, it's kind of like feeding trolls on social media when someone responds to you really negatively. And if you respond to that, then more people are like, oh, that's what gets attention? I'll do what gets attention. And if, if people are screaming with blue hair about their gender being wrong, and then all of a sudden they start to get attention, and it's like, look at these crazy people screaming with blue hair. Like, that's what gets attention? Okay, I'll do it too. So, like, that's why I don't want to make a big deal. I try not to make too big a deal out of it and get angry about it because it just feeds the fire. We maybe need to look into, like, how the the millennial as a generation, how they're, like you mentioned, they're weak-minded, but also, like, I feel like a lot of people are being put on antidepressants. They're being put on medication. They're being uh, sort of like wrapped into this bubble of this is where you're safe. This is where you should be. And this is and, and sort of like none of that actually has meaning to you. Like they're they're told not to that, that having a family that, you know, being a housewife, being traditional, etc., that's all. But But those are some of the things that bring the most joy to people because they're able to. So so it's like you're taking away the identities of people so that there's something that can be easily manipulated. What was, what, didn't someone say someone brought this up before that there's not enough there's there's not enough souls for for as many people as there are alive today or something like that. Yeah, Who was talking about I don't that? Remember. That was awesome. You remember that Seamus? Uh, I don't remember. I, I, I disagree, but I Schaefer, can't remember. Maybe? You were having a conversation where you guys and that's sort of how you were like explaining it. Like well, someone someone said that. that somebody wrote some like religious that's figure. That's interesting. Wrote that there weren't enough souls for as many Could humans. Pasobic, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't maybe think Pasobic. Somebody I awesome. Know, that doesn't sound like yeah, something no, would yeah, right. say. Maybe Daily yeah. Wire people. Because we were talking about solipsism and non-player character NPCs and all this stuff, and I think it really just feels like when when you, as we were mentioning earlier, this eclectic group of people of varying different political ideologies who are discussing the facts. It seems like that's the case because there is an entity there that is actually engaging with you. 
But if you're talking to an AI, you know, they would just say whatever they were programmed to say as if there's no one really there. That's the NPC meme. I, I think it's less about not having a soul, but more about pharmaceutical drugs. You brought it up, man. And this is like a piece of the puzzle that's kind of a question mark because the companies are great. The pharmaceutical companies are keeping these numbers quiet. Like Pfizer didn't even want to dump their data for 75 years. And how many people that are having problems wondering about their gender are on some sort of pharmaceutical those things can drive people insane. And if you're under 25 years old, your brain isn't fully developed and you go on a, well, they're like, oh, it's just, it's just Adderall. Adderall is methamphetamine. Yeah. It's, I think it's four different amphetamine salts. It's incredible. Yeah. One might be a meth. I'm not sure. Yeah. There's a meth. I, as yeah, far as I know, one. Adderall has some sort it's, of methamphetamine. It's like, it's amphetamines. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, I feel like there's a, a, a level of, the being that struggles there and not a lot of people want to understand what is actually being struggled with so these people just lash out but like um for example with my experiences after my mother was you know politically persecuted she was an attorney for the conservative party at the time they lost the election to the liberals etc blah 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 uh we went into a period of homelessness we went into a period of living through very extreme conditions in the most violent and poor part of Brazil. So I grew up to be this extreme, um, this extremely sort of like, uh, as, as I was a kid, I was sort of soft and, and kind and nice. But as I grew up in this reality, it changed me. So I went to a doctor and instead of seeing that as, you know, this is who she is, this is what life made of her, this is, you know, her personality, she just assumed that I was sort of depressed and, and anxious and, and started prescribing me a whole bunch of medicine. So, of course, I'm like, I'm going to take this because why not, right? It's part of my part of my personality. I'm like self-destructive. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, why not? And so then I discovered that it has a huge half-life and that you can't just get out of it because if you get out of it, you, you have all sorts of... So, the ease, the, how easy it was for her to, instead of trying to understand who I am or how I feel or why I am the way that I am, she just prescribed me a whole bunch of stuff and said, let's try it out. And I find myself like taking five pills a day, like I'm an old lady, like with all the different pills of like, what's, what is this? What's the purpose of this? Adderall is a trade name, a combination of four salts of amphetamine. Okay, so I'm not sure if there's a meth in there. I, I seem to have remembered seeing one at some point. There's, yeah. there's, oh. there's different types of, of... Dextroamphetamine and uh, levoamphetamine and enantiomers. So I will eat that. Enantiomers? Say, maybe I misspoke when I said there's a meth, that it's methamphetamine. Yeah, me too. It's, it's I thought, amphetamines. I thought, was, I, thought, amphetamines. I thought there was methamphetamine. There, there, there's so. meth and there's amphetamine. There's two different types right. of, of ADHD. It's meth. dextroamphetamine. They yeah. have... Um, the Ritalin and Concerta, and I know that because I was prescribed all that. The, it, it has the meth part of it, and then the Adderall has the, which is to me is very scary. I, I I was prescribed and I saw the bottle and it said amphetamine salts, and I'm like, what is this? Oh, like, yeah. this doesn't look right. And imagine like how many kids are just taking all this. Like to me, it doesn't make any sense. I think it was. Out of 46,000 people that the Pfizer study looked into, 42,000 had some sort of adverse reaction 
So that's ninety one point three. That was a voluntary reporting thing. So we we did we did we did a big discussion about that because even someone who worked for Timcast published the fake data. I got really angry about that on methamphetamines. No, no, on the on the Pfizer data that got released. Yeah. Basically, what happens is a bunch of people who uh, started sharing fake news, claiming it was coming from the F- Pfizer data, and so then somehow someone at Timcast saw it, put it on the site. Then I, you know, was like, put the sources in it, but they, the sources weren't put in it. I got really, really angry. We took it down, issued a correction, all that stuff. And basically, what happened is Pfizer offered up a voluntary reporting period where anyone could uh, uh, report if they had an adverse event and then of adverse events that were voluntarily reported. So the data does nothing for anybody. It proves nothing. It explains nothing. It's like, I, I, I yelled out into the wind, you know, have you ever got stung by a bee? And a thousand people said yes. And I'm like, that doesn't, pr- so out of what group, uh, like where? So it's meaningless data. But a lot of people are sharing these memes claiming it's true. And I'm just like, it's so frustrating, man. Yeah, I would not we need, expect- we need, there's, there's so much data there that we need people to actually start going through and reading. The problem is the people who want to do it don't know how to interpret the data. So then they screen grab these charts and they're like, look at this. And then you go and read the page before it. And it's like the following data is, 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 a, is a, uh, an example of what a trial might look like. And, and it's what, like not even real data. Like in, in the 80,000 pages, if data has been omitted, how would anyone even know? Because the data is not there to begin with. Or if right. a number was different, how would anyone even know? But do we have people that are actually willing? Because for you to do that, I feel like you have to have sort of like – it has to be your job for you to sit down and go through 80,000 pages. You have and to get paid for it. And so there has to be someone willing to pay you to do that job. Now, And you have to be uh, – you, you have to understand the basis for clinical trials and what these words mean. Otherwise, people are just being like – one thing that happened, there's a meme going around where they're saying the efficacy of the vaccine was really low. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's just bad math. Because if you actually just look at the math from the Pfizer data, it said the efficacy was 98% or something like that. But there's another one where they're like mortality was was 3%. And that's one that befuddled one of our reporters I got mad about. And that was of voluntary adverse event reports that went to Pfizer within a two-month period, 3% of the reports they received were for fatalities that may have been related to the vaccine. However, that uh, in the clinical trial, it was 0.01%. So the actual clinical trial was microscopic. And then when it was like six out of 46,000 people or something like that suffered some kind of uh, event, a fatal event that may have been related. We aren't sure. And so it's like even even that it's like you can not trust them by all means, but there's nothing definitive in that data to say someone died because of it. And then people took the voluntary reporting system. I'll put it this way. If somebody got vaccinated and then you know, a week later they died. The family, of course, is likely to report that. But why did they die? We don't know. And so with voluntary reporting data, we have no control group. We don't know how large the sample size is. We don't know what these people died of. None of that. The same thing is true for the various stuff that's getting reported. I'm like, it should definitely be investigated. I think, you know, any anomalous number needs to be heavily investigated. We don't have that right now. And so you basically have one side, which is the establishment, dismissing all of it outright, which is psychotic. Then you have a middle ground of people being like, can we please just like get someone to look into why all these reports came out? And then you have another side that's claiming it's the apocalypse. Yeah, but it's it's like that's I think that that's the biggest thing for why it shouldn't have been mandated at the, the executive level, because we don't have the information right now. We don't have the. Even even study groups and, and different types of studies can have some level of bias. So it's sort of like it takes different studies. It takes 
different uh, uh, conditions. It takes different environments. It takes like how how are we going to know the the long term effects of this if the time hasn't passed? So we don't have that information. So that's why it's sort of like everybody's sort of guessing at this point what actually is going to happen based on this study or that study. But but the reality is. It shouldn't have been mandated at the first in the first place because we well, just none don't of them know. No, I, don't, I don't think any medication should be should be mandated. Now, there's there's some arguments about I mean, there's like a libertarian argument: a private business can do what they want. I think scale is the issue. You can't. Some people, if some people can't get a medication, it can't be mandated. I just think for the most part, mandates are just just wrong. Maybe you're talking vaccines for a country where there's well-documented evidence of it functioning to prevent people from getting malaria or dengue fever or something. Then yeah, but, you know, I'm open to that conversation. But if you can inoculate yourself, why should someone else be forced to? It's tough because I don't herd immunity, right? That's the argument. I don't know, man. I think you're right on the money, dude. It's top-down medicine doesn't seem to work. The evidence shows that you have people with massive amounts of adverse reactions, which is why they're working on 3D printing medicine that can they can be tailored for your body. You know your own chemistry, and then you can produce your own version of it. Ew. Like, like it's, it's to Better me, than it, a... yeah, but it, it sort of, like, makes it a more natural thing to be taking something versus what happened to going outside in the sun and, and getting some, you know, exposure and getting some exercise and moving, like, I had this, I I sit a lot because I'm always writing and whatnot. And then the doctor is like, oh, you're 28, so you probably have early onset arthritis. Let me give you all these medicines. Like, what? Um, goodbye. I do not have arthritis. Um, I went but it's, like, it's, it's sort of like I read it on the internet, of course, WebMD, uh, <laughs> that I was either pregnant or dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not really. But, like... Uh, I read on WebMD that it's a common thing for people who do a lot of desk jobs, like like writing, to get uh, one side of their hip uh, to have a little bit of a, a a pain on it because it's sort of like an inflammation, right? Like you'd have it if you, whatever. So it's not arthritis, and um, I'm not taking out that medicine that he prescribed me. Like, I think I think the answer just is obviously walk. just to only eat lamb. There you go. Eat nothing. Apparently, Michaela Peterson might agree with you. I think hypochondria is a massive problem with people in this I think Munchausen they, proxy by uh, like, Munchausen syndrome by proxy is a big problem. Where they're like, ah, my arm hurts. Let me look online. What is wrong with me? Oh, and then they look at five things. They're like, oh, that's one. I'm going to start thinking. Dude, and then they think about it, think about it, no, think about it. No they matter. go like, do I have this thing? And they're like, dude, your arm hurt. Massage your arm. Cut back on the sugar. What? No I mean, matter. I'm not giving medical advice here, but take care of yourself. If something hurts, fix it. Do something. Change your posture so your back doesn't hurt. You don't have to go to get a prescription for it off the bat. Come on. No matter what you look up on WebMD, it says you have cancer. That's right. Or yeah. pregnancy. It's funny. It's like, you know, my dead. wrist has been hurting, yeah. and it's like things that may be happening. Tendinitis. <laughs> cancer. And I'm like, I don't think it's cancer, but okay. I guess cancer can cause everything. Okay. Yeah. I like that we're talking about pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry because this is a, this is part of this whole gender experience that I think people are going through that they are medicating children from maybe, I don't know how old, three years old, six you know, years old. What is the earliest you can give a kid a psychoactive pharmaceutical? I think they're, uh, like seven or seven, between seven and nine years old. I think they're doing it. Maybe, maybe what we need is pharmacies should just be like libraries, like public libraries where anyone of any age can walk in and just take any drug off the shelf and walk out with it. I mean, as long as you bring it back. Well, it's a library, Tim. 
it's going to be overdue. Yeah, exactly. No, you, you have to bring it, the drugs. Just take it to yeah. look yeah. at it. Yeah. Public and then dispensaries. You bring it back later. No yeah, checks. Exactly. There, there. One of the things, one of the arguments that they're saying uh, about uh, transgender kids is that if you put them on puberty blockers, it's not going to do anything to harm them. But like, yes, it is. Like, all we're doing, we're not transitioning the kid. We're just putting them on puberty blockers. Then they say, define harm. That's right. Their, their bone density doesn't change. And it's like, but through puberty, your bone density strengthens. But nothing changes. It's supposed to change. It's a good thing for it to change. And so you just deprive of them of going through an extremely instrumental and important that's, bodily process. It's called opportunity cost. If you're not right. able to get better, then you are actually getting worse in the grand scheme. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly hit that like button? I'll now wait. Smash that like button, subscribe <laughs> to this channel, and would you kindly go to TimCast.com and become a member? I think this is going to work. If I think anybody, it did. I think everybody who it understands worked. what the reference is, it will work. Do you guys know the reference? No. No? Okay. That's all that matters. Oh. oh. Ian giving it away. You know now. You know now. <laughs> so, uh, spoiler alert. It. How, is that 20, thir- how old is that game? 20 years? I don't know, but I years? keep hearing it's one of the best of all time. Oh, it's so good. Bioshock, the original one, is so good. My dad Basically, it. whenever the guy says, it's ruining for the game for anybody who might play it, because you could, it's a great game. Um, whenever the guy says, would you kindly, it's compelling this, the guy to do whatever he says. Does he have nanobots in his body that respond to the sound? So he'd be like, would you kindly lift that lever? And then, like, you have to do it. Everyone's like, Bioshock, yes! Uh, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, smash that like button, would you kindly? And, uh, we'll read some more. We'll read some super chats. All right, Steve Van Valkenberg says, pro-abortion ad was the first thing that came on when I clicked your stream. The good news is that means they're giving me their money, supporting me having a conversation around it. So there you go. I loved it when Michael Bloomberg dumped 500 million, I think it was. And everyone's like, I I get nothing but Bloomberg ads in your channel. I'm like, well, he's lining my pockets with the gold, I guess. Funding this operation. I know you were funded by Big Bloomberg. There you go. Big Bloomberg. (laughs) Earl Graham says, love the show, Tim. How much are you willing to bet Twitter suddenly gets hit with a cyber attack and loses all of its info Elon Mm -hmm. is looking into? I would not be surprised. Yeah, I've been waiting for that to happen, actually. I'm surprised it hasn't yet. Twitter just goes down for a week. Oh, no. Oh, geez. Can't buy it now. (laughs) I wonder if last night YouTube going out was a cyber attack. I keep thinking about cyber attacks in this era. Can you you read this? I I can't read this. This is in Portuguese. Oh. Uh okay, uh, I can read that because it... I am blind. Oh, oh okay, and and and, and 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 you shouldn't if they're saying ela, something. Ela brasileira, sim, ela... Are they saying anything offensive? Can I see that? Like, you can scoot closer? over. Oh, I mean, you can you just can get up and walk up. over yeah, and look yeah, at yeah. it. Yeah, come look at it. Portuguese. So someone someone <laughs> sent uh, Portuguese. Portuguese, for which I do not speak. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. But Julia speaks Portuguese. Can you see it? She's reading. Mm-hmm. Come on, say I speak Portuguese and Portuguese. Is it not Portuguese? It is, right? Um, yeah, it's Portuguese, but I don't know what Sopa de Macaco is. Oh, well then, I guess we'll... <laughs> we tried. Oh, okay. I think that's just offensive... <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be some kind of offensive thing. That's like, we got to read that. Now we just don't know. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Ian, did you use Jeremy's razor? Oh. I did not use <gasps> Jeremy's razors uh, at from IHateHarrys.com to shave my face. No, I didn't. I, <laughs> an electric. I haven't used a straight-edge missed, razor in like 20 years. Missed opportunity. Maybe yeah, once. Yeah, I'm very curious what that soup was. 
Which he soup? was like, you gotta get him, a, you gotta get her to say something about soup. Uh, ah. I don't know if it, because we have C's that have the little, you know, yeah. dingly thing. I don't know. You, <laughs> got, you gotta explain. You gotta get another super chat going. Are you a big fan of soup? Yeah, actually, I love soup. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's it. TWX Rated says Netflix totally went 360. Shareholders are not happy about losing profit due to the garbage woke ideology. All Netflix should care about is treating employees with respect, making good content, and turning a profit for investors. But going a 360 means they went back to where they started. Mm Mm-hmm. 180 oh, might have been the yeah. number you're looking 180, for. 180, yeah. Unless you're on a half pipe, because then you do land fakey if you go up and do a 360. So that's what he meant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. certainly. That's right. He's speaking about vert, not street. Mm-hmm. Stronger than stones. I don't really want to defend Big Mouth, but isn't it protected under the First Amendment? As gross as it is, at least it's adult actors acting and not children like cuties. Oh, you yeah, know, for sure. That's why I'm like, it's disgusting, and I don't like it, but I never like rallied and made videos where I was like, ah, when cuties happened, I then was like, and also look what they're doing with Big Mouth. I think you got a bunch of diddlers working at Netflix. I don't use the First Amendment argument for stuff like that, but I think that innuendo um, is, is an important tool. So you got to be, you got to speak up if you see people using it. Society needs to like, like police itself. It's not the job of the government to do that. Like society needs to come up and say, sorry for interrupting you, but like, I feel like a lot of these things were outsourcing to the government when we could just have society police itself. And like when you do something like that, you're going to be ostracized. You're going to be there's going to be social consequences for doing that. Even if it is protected under the First Amendment, it's terrible. It's immoral. So it's it's like like if you were talking about like the, the social consequences for uh, saying that you're um into Nazism or whatever. Like, you can't just say that because you know you're going to lose your job. You're going to. So, there are no social consequences for a lot of the stuff that the left puts forth. So, so yeah. this is a good one. King of Diamonds says, A person once called me a Philippinex, <laughs> and I cringed so hard and found it insulting. Oh my gosh. Philippinex. What? Can we not? Wow. I, I agree. Not. X is the coolest letter, but come on. Come on, man. Pedro says, Tim, ask Julia, Bolsonaro 2022 or not? Yes. Oh, there oh. you go. Simple answer. What do you what do you, what do you think? People in Brazil, uh, do, do you think it's like Trump? Like a lot of people really do like him. Brazil, like the media, the Brazilks. media, Brazilks, By the way, are, are, it's like the media <laughs> in Brazil is like the media lying about him and and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very similar, very similar. Oh yeah, Brazilian Trump. Yeah. Man, Trump I thought tropics. he was so evil when I first heard of him because of the mm, media. Right. Bolsonaro. Yeah. Someone plunged a machete like right like into his mm-hmm. like Oof. gut. That was crazy. Metal. Yeah. Crazy, man. Brazil's massive, by the way. It's yes. massive. Mostly rainforest? No, actually, the area that I'm from is sort of like a desert type of. Oh. It's by the equator. So if you go to the left, everybody asks me like, oh, you're from Brazil, so you're from Rio? No. Mm. Uh, Sao Paulo? No. Amazonia? No. I'm like literally as far away removed from those places as can be. Um, but yeah. No, the um, there's the, the 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 most of the country is sort of like tropical forest, but not really like rainforest. Like how many how many people live in Sao Paulo? A bunch, a bunch, a bunch huh? quite a few. Is yes. it? I, th- I think Sao Paulo is like one of the biggest cities in the world. It's like yeah. it's insanely massive, yeah. millions. Yeah. Whoa, but more more than just you want to look it up because I'm yeah. pretty sure it's like ridiculously large. Mm-hmm. Well, Rio's so cool. long to find. Coconuts for a dollar. Twelfth most populous on Earth. Oh, okay, twelfth. Yeah. Well, wow. most populous no. in Brazil. 
Yeah, I was while I was hanging out in Rio. It was great. You sit there, and then they come with a coconut and they break oh. it open for oh, you. Oh, you been? Oh yeah, yeah, several times. That's right. I had to get my Brazilian visa. I was Good in fun. Peru. You should Chile go. You should go to my area next time. It's uh, the northeast. My my visa is still good for a couple of years. There you go. What's it, what is it called? Itrasco? Is that where they come with the meat and they slice it onto your plate? Churrasco. Yeah, that was so cool. Looks like there's 12.4 million, and then in the massive. macro metropolis, wow. there's 33.6 yes. million. Holy! I moly. thought it was 33. Yeah, massive. Holy! That's cow. crazy. I think New York is like in the macro. It's like 12 or something. Oh, there's 18. Yeah. Might, something like is that. it? I think so, but I have to re- look it up again. JN says in the book of Revelation. The Antichrist will be someone who will change the established time and seasons. The spirit of Antichrist is active right now, acting against everything that is God's hint, hint. The spirit will manifest into a real person. God bless you. Is that true, Seamus? I don't know. I need to, I need to double check that. <laughs> you don't know? I know. I, I, don't, I don't have this? the entire Bible memorized. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. Please don't. don't but, but just don't tell anyone. Okay. Haven't you ever seen the, the book of Eli? Yes, yes. You I should have be able to recite from memory every passage. That book is that that That's movie was amazing. Me. It was genuinely a good film. New yeah. York is twenty million in the macro metro. Wow, yeah, eight point eight in the wow. the main city. Was that before the COVID and everybody started working from home? I, I think mm. that there's less people. Probably. I don't know what year this is. I would imagine it's the most recent census data. Cody Jones says the mass brainwashing was to be achieved in two ways. The transformation of the school curriculum and the creation of bodies one gender. I think it's like um, it's 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 infantilization, right? They don't want people to mature into adulthood, and so we're seeing that culturally, and we're literally seeing it with puberty blockers and yes, yeah, psychedelic, psychoactive pharmaceuticals. Because if you can't cry and be upset and wonder what's wrong with you as a kid, you're never going to become an adult. They, you got to suffer, they, man. It's part of growing up. I feel like they try to isolate you. So, like, um, there's a thousand different categories that you fit into, and you can never relate to your neighbor anymore because you're like, oh, you, I'm, a, I'm a woman. Okay, so now I'm isolated from 50% of the population. I have to celebrate the fact that I'm a woman. I have to do this. I have to do that. Okay, now I am a woman of color. I am a woman of this. And so it, they put you in a box that by the time they're done, it's only you in that box. You don't you don't relate to your neighbor. There's no com- – like – like there's no sense of a community anymore. You're just stuck in this one box where everybody's sort of like out to get you. Everybody's sort of conflicting against your interests. And to me, it's just like a way of making people not only weaker in the mind, but also uh, preying on these people. You know, what would be cool. Would be cooler though if what was really happening is that you guys ever see that Tom Cruise movie Oblivion? Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it, yeah, part of it. Where it's basically spoiler alert. It's an old movie. There's like a giant tetrahedron in outer space and Ted, or Ted, Tom Cruise <laughs> thinks that he's like helping migrate off the earth. But what really happened is that aliens destroyed the planet and then cloned a whole bunch of astronauts to use as foot soldiers on the ground to like s- steal all the water and use it for fusion energy. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah like, cool movie. Like the, the uh, stormtroopers, that's sort of like, I feel like. Clones. Yeah. It'd be cool if, you know, like, aliens had invaded. Oh, you guys ever watch Stargate SG-1? Nope. No, I, I've seen a couple episodes, but I've never really this, deep on the series. There's this planet that secretly gets taken over by the bad guys, and they don't know, but they were, like, technologically advanced, and so the bad guys are basically running the planet. I don't know. That's just an idea. Like, you know, we're being we're being conquered and destroyed by aliens. How cool Interdimensional. Would, how, how cool would that be? Interdimensional. They're coming from above. They're coming from within. That's right. Thanks. That's good. What if that, that really, what, what if, yeah. you know what would be really funny? 
So like we have the Alex Jones was right jar. But what if like the final moments, you know, the great, the climax of the story of whatever hap- happens is like a portal opens up and the international be- beings come out and the earth has been like prepared for them. And then all of a sudden everyone was like, they, they dropped to their knees and they're like, Alex Jones was right. Like everyone screaming and like, the clouds and part and you see Alex's face in the sky. <laughs> and then no, 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 no. Hold on. I got a better one with us the whole time. 200 years in the future. It's like hum- humanity has defeated the, the demons of the interdimensional beings. And there's like Alex Jones high. And it's like, you know, there's a, a $50 bill with Alex on it. Yes. And they're like... He's like a prophet. Yeah. He's like the founding father who who knew the interdimensional beings were coming to turn people into cow hybrids with the 5G or whatever. And then Human the statues Chimera, are... It'll be the Alex Jones Day. Mm-hmm. Alex Jones Day. Yes. It's like, you know, wh- where are you from? Oh, I'm from um, Chicago, Alex Jones. Yeah, Chicago, Alex Jones. Like rename, Alex the, Jones rename the state Day. to Alex Jones. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's read some more Super Chats. Joseph says, I'm thinking about your perspective when you say walking into the woods is freedom. Also, when you say people don't understand the cycle of life, growing fruit for a start, that happened to you. When we were little, when I was in school, they made us grow um, beans. Did you guys ever do that? Everybody got potting soil yeah, and then so, actually, kind of the yeah. seeds and everybody had to water their plant and it would grow. And then we were like, oh, and then we got to eat it. Yeah. I was like, look. And then we went home and we cooked it. And we ate it. It was fun. Yeah, that's that's important stuff. That's of my, my growing stuff too in the early days. And then we had, you know, I think, you know, we had a fruit tree in the backyard. We had a cherry tree or something. But I'm like somewhat allergic to cherries, so I couldn't. That's so it not, might have been if you're eating them raw. They, they have like tannins, right. I think, on the skin. Mm. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it. But if I, if I cook them, I can. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but when. Just keep saying like uh, prepare for the end of the world by planting your own stuff. I tried to plant some stuff last winter and then uh, it was too far. I tried to plant some stuff last winter. You can move the microphone. And then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, turns out, I, I, I tried to eat it. It turns out it was a terrible, terrible weed. Oh, no. Uh, the stuff that I planted never actually took. And, um, yeah. The, you ate a the, weed instead? Just, just look up, uh, before you pick something from the ground. Just I couldn't, I couldn't imagine advice. eating wheat. Wheat? Yeah. It's dry. Like when, 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 when I look at things that are growing and we grew, you know, pumpkins and zucchinis and carrots and tomatoes, I'm like, look at this amazing bounty. And then I see fields of wheat, and I'm like, who thought one day, like, right? I'm going to eat that? I guess you're hungry. You're going to eat it. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. They used to do barley, I think. Mm-hmm. They still do. What do you mean? Yeah, I actually just ordered some barley uh, extract, some barley powder. That I'm putting in my There's coffees. cereal made of it. Okay. But the Romans. I meant the Romans used to. All right. Z Kraken says, last night members only was interesting. Seamus, I'm glad you kept your composure yet firm. Have you read Chariots of the Gods? Ian, have you read that book as well? I have not. Have you read that? I've heard of it. It's what Ancient Aliens is based on. Oh. Yesterday was funny because uh, Will... So here's, here's what happens. Will Chamberlain was the guest for the show. Will got wrecked in the after show. We, yes, we, true. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> he really sure did. represent himself yeah. very well. We much. label the members-only shows based on the guest from that night so people can correlate. Yeah. But Will had to leave because he was with his family. <laughs> and so I was like, well, what do I call this members video to correlate with the episode? I goes, I, we'll call it the Will Chamberlain. Okay. And so I just took a screenshot of an empty chair and put Will is invisible and doesn't talk the entire time. So like to make a joke about it. No Someone story. was like, you missed the opportunity to put fishing line on the mic and then pull it really hard when he got up and smacked it. <laughs> That's a <laughs> good idea. Yeah. If we had fishing line, I yeah, suppose. Who'd have thought? Sean St. George says, when I was in school and a manager, I was told that if someone calls asking for recommendations on former employees to confirm they did work there and that was it. Saying more could open the company up to liability. That is true. You can't say bad things. 
you say uh, they were employer dear, can't say bad you, things. You, if if you're trying to get a recommendation, some advice. Oh, okay. Don't ask them anything personal. Say, did Ian Crossland work for this company? Yes. Would you hire him again? No. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. There you go. Because then they're not saying anything bad about you. It's just they're you know would they hire Got you it. or not? Yeah. You can you can get in big trouble if you defame people like that. I guess. But I would not. That's what you say. The Connolly says they should change the law and let women get their tubes tied at any age so they won't be worried about having kids. If you want to stop a pregnancy, you shouldn't be a mom. Mm. I mean, I think there's an issue of if one group of people is continually sterilizing or aborting their children and trying not to have kids. And another side is like, don't abort your children and sterilize them and let's have a bunch of kids. It seems like the future is going to be a bunch of religious conservatives. Yeah, and I will Just also say, when I was 21, I went to the doctor and I was like, will you please tie my tubes? I do not want to have children. This world seems terrible, and I helped raise my four younger children. And she said, no, you're too young. And my goodness, am I glad she said no. That was her opinion, or was that legal? Um, that that was her opinion. A lot of doctors will tell you the same thing, and it turns out they're right. At is least it reversible? Uh, tying your tubes, I don't believe is. not like a vasectomy. Okay. Yeah. Aurelio And by the way, Contu. even a vasectomy is not always reversible yeah, not every always. time either. Yeah. Aurelio says, Tim, you need to make an ultra MAGA t-shirt with a transformer Autobot that looks like <laughs> Donald Trump. No, no, no. Yeah. MAGATRON. Yeah. MAGATRON. Yeah. MAGATRON. I like it. People, someone, people, a bunch of people already posted that meme. So, you know, make MAGATRON shirts. Ultra MAGA. Dun, dun. Sideways 2013 says, how do you feel about the vein on Snickers bars? I have no idea what that oh, is. Oh, like on the top of the bar, that little like thing that runs along it that looks like I a saw vein. some meme joke or something where they were like, bring it back. They got rid of it yeah, and it made it smooth. Freaked out. Was that, was that true or something or what? I think they I mean, I assume Shane was enough because he was following the M&M thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <you> were. <laughs> we did a cartoon about the M&M thing. Yeah. You guys should definitely check that out. Tucker Carlson good. and the M&M. Bernie Sanders. She's my wife. Oh, dare they change that M&M. I'm so angry. What I liked about <laughs> this vein bullish on the Milky Way was that it, 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 you knew it was a Milky Way if you looked at it from above. That was, I thought, cool. So it kind of branded the bar by doing that little thing can, that Butterfingers didn't have. So can I just mention? Stay away from it. Can, like, I, can I just, aren't candy bars psychotic? I mean, okay. it's basically like a huge drug. It's just a, it's, a big it's, packet it's of drugs. It's just insane. It's like sugar barely occurs in nature. We've hyper-concentrated <laughs> it, made several different forms, <laughs> smeared it with chocolate, and Ooh. it's this massive wad of sugar, <laughs> sugar, and sugar. We, it's just like, it's like 11 days small worth of sugar. minds are afraid of progress. That's right. <laughs> I just think like we, we have like a box of chocolates downstairs or something, and you open it, and there's like one little chocolate, and I'm like, that's cool, and you can eat it, and you're like, that's good. Or you'll get like a chocolate bar and you'll break off a tiny piece. But then there's like a Snickers and a Milky Way, which is just, are you, are you seriously going to eat that? Maybe like take a cut of it. Like fun size. It's funny. The amount of sugar, chocolate, caramel, and other whatever is in candy bars. If you actually cut it up, it would be like a full box of chocolates. Imagine going to the store and buying a box of chocolates and sitting there just eating it all in one I don't have to cinnamon. imagine because I've done it in the past. <laughs> yeah. I ate a bag <laughs> of Kit real. Kats and then all... a bag of chocolate eggs all in one night. And I broke out on this open rash like no over my, my pancreas or something. Oh, it was like, yo, take your life into your own hands, man. You're Halloween's about... funny. Oh, yeah, they just give kids poison. I mean, I, I'm going to call it poison tongue-in-cheek. But they, I think they should be regulating it like they do the tobacco industry and not be selling it to kids with cartoons and stuff. Yeah, like on the cigarettes, how they used to have pictures of people who are all disfigured. They just have to have like pictures of really, really fat kids on the candy so that <laughs> like you won't teeth buy it. Rotting, like, out rotting and stuff. teeth, yeah. and oh my goodness. Ugh. Then the dental industry comes in and makes a fortune on it. It's 
Well, All right. It, it is insane how much sugar, and also how much sugar is in the general food. Like the fact that diabetes has become so common. Yeah, that's something that I noticed when I moved here to the U.S. Is oh, like sure. everything there's sugar, even in the meat and barbecue sauce. Like, like people are putting barbecue sauce, and I'm like, this is just sugar meat. Like that's <laughs> yeah. so. You weird. ever go to Panda Express? No. It's amazing. They take wads of chicken, <laughs> roll it in bread, fry it in oil, smear sugar syrup all over it. Hey. And then they give you a bowl of rice. Don't knock Pan Express. It's like, I think it actually is like, what, 2,000 calories? And like, like Ian's looking at me like, oh, <laughs> it's Grimace. That was my Grimace. It's so good, though. Panda It's really uh, good. Uh, good is a strange word. Uh, get a, it get tastes, a small scoop. You it's know, a treat. Away. See, the problem is that Americans think that everything needs to be a treat. Everything needs to be a dessert. Everything does not need to be a treat. No, low carbs way. You know what I've been eating better. lately? That's a good point. I take an egg. I take some walnut flour and some almond flour. I stir it up, microwave it, and it turns into a biscuit. Put some egg, cheese, and bacon on it. Boom. Done. All good. And some mayonnaise. Lydia, I think that's a really good point. We expect every single meal we eat to be very enjoyable and pleasing. Yes. I mean, historically, people were eating the foods that they could get. <laughs> yeah. it, it's it's such a luxury to enjoy something you actually enjoy or to eat something you actually enjoy the taste of every single meal. We take it for granted. Right. When I When I lived in L.A. and I was dirt poor... I would go to this local uh, Mexican market, and I'd have like a dollar fifty, and I could get a pack of tortillas for like eighty cents. Cool. Then I could get like six tomatoes for like thirty cents, oh, yeah. and then I would take the tortillas, put them on the stove, and crisp them, and put tomatoes on it, and it was so delicious. Yeah, tomatoes. It was just so corn tortillas, and then every so often I'd take a dollar and I'd buy something from Hardee's or Carl's Jr., whichever one's in Los Angeles, and that was uh. I, my, my, my point is, f- simple things taste so good yeah. when you're hungry and you need food. Mm. And for Americans, our portions are so big yeah. that it's like things stop tasting good. And I was talking about, you know, we had someone here, I think Mary, she made cookies or something. And then I was like, make keto ones with like no sugar and like almond flour or whatever. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, ew, why? And I'm like, when you, when you stop eating sugar, everything starts tasting better. It's true. Because like your, your, your senses get dulled to it. Yeah. Takes about 10 days and then man, a carrot starts to taste. You know when a carrot is sweet that you've got the right sugar balance in your body for the most part. Or yeah. You, know, you, you know don't have really too good? much in your body. Right. Here's how you make a milkshake. You take cold brew, some heavy cream and ice and you blend it. Boom. It tastes like a chocolate milkshake. It's so good. Yeah, I you did, don't need sugar. Um, no sugar at all. Cold None. brew coffee with some peanut butter powder and honey. And it yes. was like, whoa. I, even that too, I'm like, I don't, I, I cut out most sugars, but I'll do a little bit of honey every so often and it doesn't mess me up. The the bread really it was like if I eat some, any kind of bread it's like someone punched me in the face. Mm, yeah. Can brutal. I can I come clean here on the show? Is this life? Can I come clean? Yeah. 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 You um, eat bread. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what's in a Snickers bar or a Milky Way. Good, keep it that way. Same thing. One's got peanuts. One doesn't. There you go. Okay. Caramel. So, never had nougat. that. Nougat. It's called. You've never Caramel had either. Nougat. Because that's not like an embarrassing thing. That's actually that's ideal. Yes. No. Keep it that yeah. way. Yeah. It's caramel, Isn't that weird nougat, though? Like, like a like a wafer, and then it's no. There's no wafer in it. What's that? That that's nougat. nougat. Ka- yeah. Oh, that's nougat. The, the yeah. like the, the cracker thing that's in there. Cracker. Yeah. There's like Twix. a layer of. There's no. Yeah. You're talking about Twi- Twix. Or Kit Kat. Mm. I thought there was a Milky, Milky Way is nougat and caramel years. chocolate. Peanuts. Snickers yeah, has yeah. peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I always liked Whatchamacallits. You ever have one of those? Yeah. 
Uh-uh. Zero uh, bars. Those yeah, are good. good stuff. Fifth Avenue. Oh, candy bars. Dude. It's crazy that millennials have basically cut off the bad food. Like soda sales are in the gutter because millennials don't want to drink soda. Is that I true? think soda's disgusting. Yeah. Like legit, if someone was like, would you like to drink you know, a, a Pepsi? I'd be like, that's disgusting. It tastes like drinking syrup. 50 Pepsi, grams of Pepsi, sugar. Yeah, I, you, know, you know what I do? A shot of lemon juice and club soda. And it's just like stuff, lemon yeah. soda. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the, the, the balance between Pepsi and, and Coca-Cola is just that Coca-Cola uses a lot more acid or something to cut down on the, on the, the sweetness. The sweetness. Cause Pepsi tastes sweeter, but like Coke doesn't. But like if you let it sit a little bit and all the, the fizzly stuff goes away, then it tastes just as, as sweet. Um, but, um, here goes. If I, not if, when I make it to a hundred thousand followers, I will eat a Snickers bar. Don't ruin your life. Don't do that. Kimchi, kimchi. You don't need to. That's what you want. Next on my 600 pound life. Deep fried (laughs) Snickers. Oh, that is a thing. Deep fried in what? There is nothing that this country is too ashamed to deep fry. (laughs) Dude, you can go to a carnival and they will take a Milky Way, batter it and deep fry it for you. It is so good. It is using the word good again. I don't know what it means. It is so delicious. Yeah, well that's a good way to put it. It is pure evil. Oh, but soda's disgusting. Hold on. Yes. Yeah. Listen, Seamus, you'd agree. A deep-fried Milky Way is sin incarnate. I mean, look, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Probably not good for you. So I mean, like, I'm not going to recommend people eat it. What about selling stuff that's not good for kids to kids? Is that sin? No. That's a good question. Capitalism. I mean, if that's – we'd have to look at the specific thing. We'd have to think about, like, how seriously bad it is. Because, like, is one candy bar every once in a while going to destroy somebody? No. It's but just, I, my, think, my, I think there is an argument to be made my that, point, like – I don't. I don't have like a specific prescription here. My point was just that the concept of a candy bar to me is kind of crazy because they're they're huge, like a Lindor truffle. What do rich people eat? They're like, give me a small truffle. It's like this tiny little ball of chocolate. You get a box of fancy chocolates. I'm telling you, like a Milky Way would be like eating a whole box of chocolate. Yeah, I think about That's that crazy. with beer too. Uh, one beer is too much alcohol. You need like half or a third of that will get you to the right spot if you drink the alcohol. Look at his lightweight. Oh, disagree. Right? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have any oh, system, I'm the talking. Irish guy disagrees. Yeah, I strongly it's disagree. So, like that, that's the minimum dose is that much. much. Not too much. All right, let me, no. let me read some more super jets. We got Tyler who said, I'm a chemist. Adderall is one methyl group different than meth. Mm. Anyone takes Adderall knows why people are addicted to meth. Similar effects from each. That's what I've heard. Good to know. Now we're talking. We need more, more doctors on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk chemicals. Alicia, I'm not uh, good enough for you. Alicia <laughs> says, or Alicia, Adderall is one molecule of uh, off of meth, is what I've heard. Yeah. Also, I dated a girl on Zoloft, and she desperately wanted to get off of it. Doctors never told her that weaning off is almost impossible. You have to tell people that you have to wean off antidepressants. And I weaned yeah. off Zoloft with no what trouble. Uh, it, you lose control of your thoughts. You mm-hmm. don't have any control over what you're thinking, and it's terrifying. So what you is need it? to know. Zoloft is an antidepressant. But like, what does that mean? You lose control of your thoughts. You'll start thinking things that are completely foreign to you that you've that are completely inconsistent with what you believe, with who you are as a person. Scary thoughts. Antipsychotics to do right. that. Like, I have a friend of mine. He said that whenever he got on antipsychotics, it was like there's a, a period of time, I guess, that everybody was. It was the big thing, I guess, to prescribe that. Um, and so his mom, hypochondriac, whatever, gave him a. Um, got him on antipsychotics and he said he had some really bad weird thoughts that he wouldn't normally ever have mm-hmm. or come to have again right. once he got out of the medicine so it's like 
it's just they they sort of like keep all the bad side effects and possible things out of the picture and it's just all kumbaya it's a problem when you have hard bad thoughts and you go on klonopin or wellbutrin i've had horrible experiences with friends trying to kill themselves like those don't make you not have the bad those don't like change it the past the past is still real and you have to deal with the past Mm -hmm. to be in the present let's read some more we got cowboy bear says alex jones is right but remember that episode of dark winged up which he went to another dimension where he was a famous figure the author of the dw comic just had a radio listening to dw dimension that's um i think the premise of bioshock infinite the dude can open or the, the 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 woman opens rifts and so the guy can like reach through other dimensions and times and steal information so like songs it's cool it's cool there's like a, a barbershop quartet singing beach boys because he stole the song from another dimension and brought it and then sold it or whatever yeah i mean it works the beach boys very much are like a high-pitched barbershop quartet it, it, it it's it's very great jenny's getting inky with it says would you consider having kathy barnett on re how gop is treating her ask poso about her seamus a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde vid showing left as Ruben and Ma would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Maybe we should do something like that, yeah. And it's got to be like, it has to be that when uh, other leftists start getting close, he doesn't understand. It's like, something's happening to me. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, you are left-wing in proportion to how close other left-wingers are to you in most cases. Like, no, no, I no, no. Hold on. Guys, sorry, I'm sorry. It's like 10 Dave Rubens standing in an open field. And as I they come agree. closer. I agree. I, and then, I disagree. No, I no, no. disagree. I disagree. <laughs> as they get closer, they all start disagreeing. And then, oh, my gosh. Yeah, turning into Mao. Turns into, like, left-wing infighting. They're shoving. I disagree. I Actually, disagree. this would be really good. It's a scientist explaining a, phys- a, a, a physics, a physicist explaining a natural phenomenon. He's like, when the the Rubin molecule is moved far away, and then w- once they start moving closer together, they start shifting into what's called a Mao particle. There are no <laughs> left wing individuals, only left wing groups. Mao particle. The Mao particle. All right, we'll grab some. Oh, more. but I also want to mention this. Like when I've had conversations with anyone here off air, like when we talk off air, it's not like Ian doesn't like graphene when he's not on camera you know everyone here is pretty clear about their perspective yeah uh, and so you know, maybe it's the case with like you know i can't speak to left-wing influences or all of them at the very least some of them seem to be hypocritical but i just find with so many people who like are dying the wool leftist when they're not with other people they're like less left-wing i'm glad you all right graphene seamus let me read this one pat says i'm trying my best <laughs> to cut out sugars big energy drinks are still my main weakness any ideas gang so there are sugar for energy drinks. Yes. Uh, but th- they typically have like Splenda or something in them. I'm not a fan. What are those things? We- are they called Numa? Yeah, Numa. Numa? No, Numa. Numa. Numa? Yeah. We got these energy drinks that have, the- it's like coconut water. So it's like naturally sweet. And then the energy drinks we have are actually almost like no sugar. And I think it's um, allulose. Seven, mm-hmm. Seven grams of carbs. And they yeah. also have electrolytes. Yeah, allulose is an interesting sugar substitute. It's a great it's a substitute. Type of sugar. Also, in addition to food, one thing I found is if I eat a lot of sugar and I want it out of my body, I do a plank and I'll just hold it for like however many minutes I can hold the plank. And it hurts. It's it's much harder when you have sugar in your body, but you burn off a bunch of sugar. And then the next couple of days, it's a little bit easier. And then the plank becomes easier too. Ladies and gentlemen, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel and head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work. We're expanding infrastructure. We are now, as I mentioned several times, on Rumble's infrastructure. So support businesses that are working towards building that alternative ecosystem, that parallel economy, as it were. We're going to have more announcements coming soon because we're constantly working on these on these developments. And uh, it's going to be a great weekend. You can check out Chicken City. 
at chickencitylive.com or the Cast Castle vlog. We've got a bunch of really cool stuff happening this month. You're going to be really surprised. The expansion, this is going to be a really, really big year for everything we're working on. Bring on more people doing more shows. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And let me just say, our strategy in these next few months is to assert ourselves in the dominant establishment cultural spaces. So things should get interesting to say the least. But it's because of you. We're, 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 we're going to tell these people that they're not the elites anymore, that we are coming in and we are asserting our cultural presence. So again, follow the, sh- uh, smash the like button. Follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Julia, do you want to shout anything out? We are the mega kings. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yes, yes, I do. Uh, so I want to give a quick shout out to the Marco Polo project. Uh, they're doing a very thorough research on the Hunter Biden laptop and it has hundreds of pages of very, very good information, investigative reporting information that you, like when you see it in big mainstream outlets, that's where they're getting their information from. Uh, it's, it's a, a, a work, a piece of art from a, a journalistic standpoint. So I want to give them lots of props for what they're doing. They're uncovering so much stuff from the, the Biden family that's just disgusting and, you know, makes them so unfit for the presidency. And, and I don't know because a lot of the times these things come out and, we just don't give a damn. Like, we move on. Like, we didn't just see, you know, Hunter Biden's... Um, body. Body. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but, but, but... Um, Awful photos. Nevertheless, man. it's a great effort, so I want to give a shout-out. Also, wherever you are, you're going to find me at Real Julia Song. If you type at Real Julia Song and I'm not there, it's not me. If you type and I'm there, it may be me. Uh, hopefully it will be me some sometime I don't know like um yeah yeah just All just right. use your judgment I am Seamus Coughlin. I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. You guys need to go over there and check it out. We released a video yesterday called Bro v. Wade. I think you will all really enjoy that. We're going to be releasing some awesome stuff next week that I think you'll like as well. Go over there, hit the notification bell. And I also have an exciting announcement that I will be making next week. Oh, well, unfortunately, so tune I know what in. it is. No, Tim does. Don't spoil it. <laughs> Don't spoil it, Tim. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here next week, Seamus. I'm going to miss your surprise. Oh, you better watch the show. I'm yeah. going to watch the show while I'm on the road. I'll be traveling across the country with my beautiful girlfriend. I'm, she's moving out here. I'm very excited. Uh, I don't know if that's necessary for the world to know, but now you know. <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. And uh, to the person that asked another way to get off sugar, we were talking about allulose is one. Coconut water. Straight mm-hmm. coconut water. When that beat starts to become sweet, you're balancing out your pH. Great stuff. I love you all, and I will see you in a while, week from now. Thank you guys for tuning in this evening, this lovely evening with a lovely, lovely, lovely Julia song. Really appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, I want to say too for quitting sugar. I thought that diet soda was a good bridge between drinking soda and not drinking soda, and then sparkling water is also really good if you want to stop soda altogether. I love peanut butter as a snack that is very low in sugar as well. Anyway, that's just my two cents. It's something I'm working on too. Uh, you guys may follow me on Twitter, minds.com at sourpatchlets, also at sourpatchlets.me. Also, I, I just want to mention, I want to respond to the, the chats and hit this in the butt. Uh, the announcement is not that I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, I don't believe him. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, it's well. either pregnant, dead, or cancer. Oh, my life. God, yeah. yeah. He's like, I got a great announcement. In one week, I have cancer. Oh, that's such a great announcement. <laughs> no, no. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. It's been an awesome week. It's an awesome Friday. Go have some fun. And uh, check out chickencitylive.com. Become a member at TimCast.com. We've got a bunch of stuff in the works. We're going crazy. This year, we are going to be doing really, really crazy stuff. You know, 
We got to get the Let's Go Brandon blimp out there. Oh, yeah. It's I was thinking, like, can we donate that somewhere? Come so on, man. We'll figure that one out. Thanks for hanging out, everybody, and we'll see y'all next time. Bye, guys. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.